Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the 16th of November, the year of our Lord, 2000. Westlife, my love, as in... So I say a little prayer, and I hope my dreams will take me there. Where the skies are blue, I see you once again, my love. Skies are blue. They're going to Springfield, home <laughs> of the Simpsons. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? That is the band Westlife. Who have the, the wand. One single. Shut up. What's, my what's love. The wand. Shut up. And the wand. The, ho- the number one album, Coast to Coast. <laughs> Where? Shame at man. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> Who was that? Oh, a disembodied voice. Oh God, it's the it's Ronan Keaton. More, more on who that was in a in a in a very brief moment. In a very brief. That's moment. right. That is a teaser. It's a moosh boosh. Uh, bedazzled is the one film in the UK box office. The critics were not bedazzled. Uh, Roger Ebert commented: the new movie has been directed by Hal Ramis, uh, where its hero sells his soul to the devil. What result is not diabolical? Effrontery for a series of contract negotiations and consumer complaints. This is twice in two weeks after Nona Ryder film Lost Souls that Satan has lost on points. He's not very <laughs> impressed. And that was I because as a young child, I thought Brendan Frazier was going to vanquish the Satan and he was going to see the last from Austin Powers 2's Norks. Uh, that's not what I got. We all thought we were going to see the Norks. Nah, near Norks, near points. All the children are playing Sonic Shuffle. And immediately throwing their Dreamcasts into the River Tyne, even those who don't live in the area. I like it. It's like Mario Party, but crap. That's right. And I'm a Sonic fan, and I'm allowed to say that. I, I like likewise. But I've not been to Sunday Post for my Sonic love. So. Yeah, so some of us have made it, mate. Just a mail on Sunday. <laughs> uh, Pokemon. Ooh! Pokemon the movie 2000. Speaking of rushed sequels, the VHS <laughs> is now available for all their kids to watch after they've given up on Sega. <laughs> You have any fond memories of Pokemon the Movie 2000? Um, Pokemon Movie 2000. Um, did it have a yellow VHS? It did, because somebody in our Discord on the Cultaholic Patreon uh, actually has a copy of it still, and it's oh. in a yellow VHS. I don't know. True I got story. Mine, I got mine from a, a friend of my dad's at the car boot sale. Oh, that sounds so. dodgy as F, mate. He didn't put the money in for the yellow VHS. What a rip. <laughs> what a pittance. What a pittance. <laughs> but all that was happening. In the ugly world of reality, <laughs> way back then, what was happening in the wrestling? Who was champ? What's going to happen in the Survivor Series 2000? And what is that disembodied voice 
that people can hear right now. Fucks if I know. There we go. That's the end. Ain't got a clue. No hey! idea. <laughs> sort of ghost. The answer is <laughs> Will be answered right now. If you're listening to Cultaholic Classic Smackdown Review, with also tones of Mafu and his lovely companion, Mr. Tom Campbell. In life. In death. And, and, and everywhere <laughs> in between. I hear talking to you right now. We are indeed. Uh, we've got some admin bits to do before we get into the rigors of today's show. Uh, first of all, hello to those on Patreon. I've, we've heard you. We've heard you. Oh, we want to watch the SmackDown review. Why can't we watch them talking? Now you can. You're pleased. This is what it looks like. Was it worth the wait? Of course it wasn't. Hi, Patreon. Thank you very much for your kind support. And a massive thank you uh, to uh, uh, everybody who's been supporting us via Patreon because you may have noticed uh, there are some new tiers which will all end in tears uh, because oh. we... <laughs> uh, <laughs> You can you can now uh, for for certain values uh, do other things activities with us which include uh, episodes of Desert Island Graps episodes of Straight to Hell with Ross Tweddle and guest star on the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review and the first of those amazing people supporting us on Patreon uh, he, I just go by what I'm saying he is gorgeous and he joins us by today he is uh, Jack Coyle hi Jack. Yay! Hello, I am gorgeous. Thank you. Um, you are, mate. So they they can't see me, so we'll go with that. I'm a beautiful man. You're like John Cena. Well, yeah, I'll take Overrated. that. I'll take, I can see the comparisons. Oh. Yeah, I'm definitely, he's a very relatable guy, Roman. We're all a bit Roman Reigns in a way. Do you know what? Um, we are all a little bit Roman Reigns. It's lovely to have you with us today, friend. Thank you very much for, oh, thank you for, for your amazing me. support of us uh, via our Patreon. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Jack. Huh. What do you want to know, Tom? Uh, your shoe size. I'm a 12. Read into that what you will. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Uh, you know what they say about I'm big a socks. shoes? Yeah. Big, big socks. socks. <laughs> He's going to be great. He's going to do just fine. He's going to do just fine. Whereabouts are you in the world, Jack? Uh, I'm in a town called Swaddling Coat, which is pretty much slap bang in the middle of the country, East Midlands. Um, Midlands represent. Uh, about half hour from Derby. And... So quite far from you guys. Well, well, hey, look, it's nice to have the East Midlands proudly represented on this humble little podcast. As a West Midlander, uh, the East Midlands and the West Midlands, we've had our troubles. Um, mm. But we, we've, we've agreed joint custody of Stoke. I don't know why we did. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone wanted them. It's not a case that we both wanted Stoke, just neither of us wanted it all the time. So we, we meet, we, what we do is the East Midlands and the West Midlands, they meet on a weekend at a service station and, and hand over Stoke. <laughs> Look at us digging on Stoke. Like, there's no one. For, I think there's 12 people from Stoke who listen to this. Is this why you chose Jack? Yeah, because from the he's, millions and millions. They did the like $250 tier. Exactly. That's why. Well, that's the why they buy such great it. equipment. <laughs> yeah. As these headphones that are so big, they nearly fell off my head. <laughs> 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 do, you, do you want to swap? Because no, my no, head sorry, is I'm much bigger than yours. You sure? Yeah, I'll, I'll have the baby's first headphone set. What do you do, Jack, for an living? Uh, I was working in a pizza shop a few weeks ago, uh, but long story short, manager wasn't a very nice guy. So for the benefit of my health and stuff, I've decided to uh, to step away from that. So I'm back on the job hunt, um, but I'm in a position where I'm able to do that and things. So, But before that, I was a teaching assistant. I absolutely loved it. But with COVID and stuff, uh, it just all fell apart. It was quite sad, but are there, are there, are there, life goes on. Are there plans maybe for you to get back into into teaching? 
Is this uh, I'd love to, yeah, but it's easier said than done because uh, I kind of fell arse backwards into it. Um, so I'm, I'm not properly qualified in things. I just sort of stumbled my way into it. <laughs> I don't really know how it happened, um, but I'm looking into maybe doing a course or something and getting back into that because I love doing it. Very nice, very nice. It's it's very rewarding work to work in teaching. Oh like, yeah, I've always got a, it's a very special place in my heart for people that do that sort of thing because you're you're bringing the next generation of people along, you know, in a time where we really need like some new minds. So I've always got a soft spot in there. How long have you been a wrestling fan, Jack? Well, I used to. I got into it a lot later than I think a lot of people do because I didn't get into wrestling until I was like fourteen, fifteen. Um, but I used to play the games when I was younger. So I only knew these. So I used to play SmackDown, Just Bring It on PS2. Um, and I, I didn't really know who any of them were, but I loved Kurt Angle. I think it was just because he was the highest rated in the game. I won't lie. Um, I was like, I'll be this guy. Um, and then I sort of, I fell back into the games with frustratingly 2K15, which I know a lot of people really didn't like. I'm aware it's not a great game, but I still... I. I was easily impressed uh, and I thought I'm just going to give this a watch and I just fell in love with it, I, which is a weird time to fall in love with wrestling, <laughs> 2015. It, was, uh, it wasn't it was the best stuff, but because I wasn't that familiar, everything just seemed great to me because there were still all these new characters and things. And then once it really got going with the brand split in 2016, I was just hooked. I loved it. Uh, guys like AJ Styles and stuff coming in just really caught my eye. So then I went to check out other things like New Japan, TNA and things like that. And um, and then thanks to you guys, I've you know gone down the rabbit hole of way older stuff and things, and I need to get a hobby really because it's all I'm watching. <laughs> it's all right, though. It's all right. I mean, when you came back into it, before we get into SmackDown, who was who's your favorite when you got back into it? And who's your favorite now? At the moment, it's, I feel like everyone's saying it, but Roman's just on another level. Um, he's the first guy in forever that feels like a massive star, like he's. Um, just on a completely different plane to everyone else, apart from like Cena, but I don't think that really counts because he's, you know, he's just come back. Uh, AJ Styles probably because when I was still sort of getting into it was when he came through the Rumble and I was like, okay, who's this guy? Uh, and then his like first year was just incredible, you know, winning the title and things within God knows how many months. So I'd probably say Styles then, and I still love him now, but I, I'm, I like what he's doing with Omos, but it, I also don't like that. People seem to forget he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And he's kind of, just because he's a heel doesn't mean he has to be bad at wrestling now. <laughs> um, but I'd probably say AJ's my favourite, yeah. Nice, nice one. All right, well, lovely. Well, welcome to the Classic Smackdown Review. Oh, thank um, you for having me. Do you have a favourite running joke? Favourite running? It's, it's got to be Kane, hasn't it? Uh, it's got to be Kane, yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be. Who else could it be? These these will be stock questions that we'll ask anybody that joins us. Like your favorite <laughs> running joke, and why is What's it the Kane? best thing about me? What's and the Tom? best thing we've ever said with our mouths? Um, but thank you for joining. What us. question? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it might it might be it might be something that comes today. Um, but hey, as you go through the show, uh, I know you've watched today's episode as well, haven't you? Yes. Do you have your own? That's a good start, on? isn't it? <laughs> Excellent. You, you've, you've come bearing notes as well, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Plenty Brilliant. of notes. He's well, bro. Look at this. It's a good start, this. Oh, you should have asked that question first. How awkward. <laughs> you sound like a lovely lad, Jack. Have you seen this? They say we're live, no. we're live but uh, no, I've not watched it. <laughs> see what happens. I don't know. No, no, no. There's no, this no, guy no, no. wrestling. He's called The, the Rock. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> 
I'm very familiar with the man called La Roca. I'm just turning our microphone. Oh, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, yeah, I know him. They call him the Dwayne, I do believe. The Dwayne. The guy from the Two Fairy, yeah. See, now anybody watching on the Patreon can see that I stepped away to turn the mic up. Back in the day when it was just audio, I could have got away with doing that. People have sat around, they got this on the big TV, nudging. Oh, you wouldn't have maybe able to see that. Are you pleased? Are you pleased? This is what you wanted. You've got, you've got the life you wanted. I hope it's good. So before Matthew talks us through this week's episode of the classic Smackdown Review, right. um, I've got some notes on what's happening in the world. That's right. It's going to set the scene for people who weren't around, such as yourself, Jack, what was happening in the wrestling news. WWF are very cross with the Parents Television Council. Oh, no, not the PTC. Then PTC. Oh. Did they do anything wrong? There you go. Uh, last week, WWF filed a lawsuit against L. Brent Bozell III, his media research center, and the Parents Television Council as a whole. The suit itself is an interesting read, says Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer in the past. The main gist of it is that Bozell is a nut. <laughs> Which, luckily, for 95% of the population, it's not against the law. It's clear that from reading it, the WWF, and particularly their attorney, Jeremy Pivot, have done some serious hardcore investigative work digging up dirt on Bozell. There's a particularly interesting section regarding Bozell's questionable fundraising activities. And while that doesn't have a whole lot to do with the dub dub F, it is information that could make Bozell's life very miserable in the future. So they're, they're going to war with the Parents Television Council, Matt. That's very ambiguously worded. Yeah, they've, they've, they've got, they've, 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 Got some skeletons out of the closet of Albert Bozell. Is that them like going, don't make me come over there and see how he acts? Basically, yeah. They're just test they're just they're just testing his uh, his metal. Yeah. And his jacket. You got receipts on for those monies. <laughs> There's something something suspect here. Uh, the bulk of the WWS claims, according to Mike Zamunda, uh, is that they rest on tortuous interference and defamation. A tortuous interference, Bozell's conduct in and of itself need not be illegal for him to be liable for interference with contractual relations. The conduct can be deemed wrongful if it was used for the indirect purpose of injuring the WWF or benefiting Bozell at the WWF's expense. The WWF should have heard, should have a hard time showing how Bozell benefited from all this. So basically, it's a kind of defamation of character lawsuit. Um, which again, like what they're doing isn't essentially illegal. WWE can't go, you're saying that we're all sex and violence. And it's like, well, you, you are. <laughs> you are, lads. You know? Yes, but you yourself engage in sex and or violence. <laughs> yeah. Seems to be the, it's the argument Michael Cole makes about the RTC on SmackDown. Yeah, and then the but RTC is, is very much like them just having needle in the yeah. PTC. In case this is your first time getting up to speed with this, uh, the PTC have been running ragged <laughs> on the WWF <laughs> and have had, as only as two weeks earlier, Chef Boyardee's overstuffed ravioli. I don't know why you never hear this product anymore. I don't know if Americans still eat it. Please let us know if it's still a thing. On the same episode they aired, Chris Jericho in The Adventures of Fuck Island... <laughs> <laughs> they announced they were pulling out of the WWF, meaning they got some free adverts, like courtesy of Chris Jericho uh, and some horny women. Apparently, Chef Boyette, he I was like, that. we had no idea. <laughs> My God, uh, our, our flavors, overstuffed ravioli and breasts. <laughs> I suppose they were intended for children. Ah, oh, we had, ah, oh, gobsmacked. Oh, oh, some breasts in the ravioli. Yeah, Pepsi have also sorted off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pepsi have gone. And and here's, a, here's an extra little tidbit from this week. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter say that FAO Schwartz have stopped selling WWF merch. 
And that is where they're going to hit the WWF. FAO Schwartz, the big toy chain from off of America that time. They're oh. not a thing anymore. Uh, McCauley Culkin went shopping there, I think. Or uh, or in, uh, in what's it called? Home Alone. Was it Home Richie Alone? Rich. Richie Rich. It might oh, be Richie Rich. Oh, it might be Richie Rich. He did that, I think. Oh, so WF will be poor report. Uh-huh. See what we're saying. Oh, I see what he did there. Uh, Jack, have you ever visited Ravioli Fuck Island or not? I'll say I have. I'd like to go there, but your description of it. Um, so long as Jericho's not there, I think I'd have a great time. <laughs> oh. I, think, I think just to set the scene, do you know who Macaulay Culkin is? Oh, yeah. Oh, you. <laughs> not that young. How, how old are you, Jack, out of intrigue? I'm 22. There you so. go. He's all right. Yeah. He's a spring We've chicken. Home alone. He, knows, he knows Macaulay Culkin. He's that, he's that fully grown adult actor. <laughs> um, would, lads, would we like... Some some OVW news. Oh, OVW. Yes, please. <laughs> Ohio Valley Wrestling. It's not in Ohio, Tom. Fat bastard. Uh, <laughs> Jim Cornette's OVW Christmas Chaos, right? Sounds amazing. This is the show that they've announced for the 13th of December. And it's I love looking at OVW stuff because it is, it is just a, a mixture of like guys who may make it, guys who definitely make it, and a few other bits. Uh, main event is going to be Leviathan, who is described as Dave Meltzer as the local monster heel who's been given two pins over Big Show facing Kane. Uh, Leviathan, uh, just to check, Jack, when we say Leviathan, do you know who we're talking about? I should know. You should. Because I've been reading a lot about OVW, but it's not coming to mind. Go on. Matthew, who's Leviathan? Mr. Batista. It is Dave. Of course. Yeah. Dave, Dave, the king of the Dave bomb uh, is, is Leviathan. <laughs> And he's facing Kane in the main event. Nick Dinsmore is defending the OVW title against Chris Benoit to have a, the idea being a super technical match since Dinsmore is probably the best performer move for move in OVW. I can't wait to see how WWE capitalized on having one of the best technical wrestlers in OVW in a few years' time. I, I don't know whether you've, you've, on, you've dug deep enough into where Nick Dinsmore ends up, sir. Well, it, I, I wouldn't call him the best technical. Um, it's... No, not comp- not compared to Rude. like other guys in there. I think uh, I yeah. don't know. It's tough. Yeah, he, he, he definitely makes it and stuff, and he's better than. But it's not a character based on the uh, on the technical wizardry. No, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, yes, he's got all that stuff, but you, you don't really get a chance to see that, do you? No. So. Um, day also on this show, Austin, Steve Austin will be making an appearance in an interview segment with Jim Ross uh, from The Observer, although obviously he'll be stunning someone. <laughs> so there's, someone's getting a batter in. Uh, Hardys and Lita will face uh, the Disciples of Sin, being Sin, the, the valet, the manager. Oh, yeah. Sorry, the valet. She's not a valet, she's a manager. Silly Tom. Uh, Damien, who's Brian Logan, and Slash, who's Wolfie D from PG-13. Oh. Oh, that's right. They do that gimmick in NWA TNA. They certainly do, sir. They certainly do. Uh, in matches with also also Big Show uh, is going to be facing Mark Henry on the show as well. Oh, so this bastard. this is I'm going to pop your mic there just because you're a little bit low. <laughs> there you go, lovely. You can see all this on the wow. Patreon. Are the you people, the video people got to see you move the mic closer to my face. Are you that is value for money. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> Jack. Value for money. Beyond, go Twitter and go, ha ha! Audio people can suck it. <laughs> this is what you're missing out on, guys. You, you missed Tom twice. Now move to the side of the room and and, and mess with the buttons. Yeah, you'll do gifs of Tom adjusting the settings on the roadcaster. <laughs> yeah. 
Where have you seen that? People will know. What's that? <laughs> oh, we didn't. Where could we watch that? Um, in matches with the local talent, they'll have a hardcore title match with Rob Conway versus Mr. Black. I don't oh. know who Mr. Black was or ended up being. Oh, he was everyone's favorite, Mr. Black. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Black. Oh, you did. Sorry. Uh, Damager versus Russell McCullough. Oh. That would be the future manager of the Bashams. Mm, Danny Bash. Uh, we'll also see um, Sean Casey and Chris Michaels versus Phil Fair, who's a heel referee. Because his name's Fair, but he's not Fair. It's a good joke. It's good Shut up. Go on, I like this that. territory. Um, David Nelson versus Robbie D on the card as well. And this is the bit I love this. I'm going to quote this verbatim from, from The Observer. Um, there's a this is like the last thing they talk about on this on this card, so it's right down the bottom in terms of importance, I do believe. Right, okay. Uh, we will see Ron Waterman, brackets, oh. former UFC fighter, and Randy Orton, brackets, Bob Jr.'s son, hey. versus Shelton Benjamin, brackets, who may have the most potential of any of the younger wrestlers in the company, and Brock Lesnar, NCAA champ. <laughs> Some guy, some bloke. Pre-show about that. Just some pre-show yeah. lad called Brock Lesnar <laughs> made it as part of the show. It is, it is crazy seeing what is going to happen. Yeah, guys. Later on, I love it. I'm, I'm just, I'm in awe of whenever they mention Brock Lesnar at this point, and they're like, "Hey, there's this guy called Brock Lesnar or something like that." He's right. Who cares? Shelton Benjamin, future world champ. <laughs> it's such a shame. It could have gone so. It could have gone the other way. Um, so fair play before you move on to Jim and Cornette running a wrestling show at Christmas and not calling it Seasons Beating, <laughs> like every other UK wrestling promoter around that time. Christmas oh, chaos. I like. Pretty good name. It, it's a. Sorry. It's a strong yeah. name. Um, let's let's. Can we come up with any better oh, uh, uh, Christmas themed names? Just before like I used to do that, XBW run one, and they had to make it clear that they were not your dad's wrestling. It's called the event Merry Fucking Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's to the point. It's to the point. I'm a big fan of uh, Deck the Halls. Oh, okay. I've seen a few, show, a few shows called Deck the Halls. Yeah. Deck beating, beating. Um, any 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 other Christmas shows we can come up with? Uh, festive festive tis fights. The, tis the fight before Christmas. Fight before Christmas. That's it. That's the one. There's no point in even it's a subtitle. Um, Santa Claus three. That's got to be done before, isn't it? Surely. I I, I got to be done. I've I've commented. That's got to be done. I like to hurt people. Uh, I've uh, I, I've commentated on a show called The Fight Before Christmas. I do believe. Oh, was that three C dub? Was three C dub? Was it three actually three C dub? No. No, it wasn't the night, for no, that. no, but it was the fight before Christmas. Yeah, I was gonna so say, that's, that's fine. fine but... They haven't they haven't lied to me. Mm. It wasn't the night before Christmas because good luck running a show oh, on Christmas Eve. Wait, wait. If the day after Christmas is called Boxing Day, wouldn't it just call Christmas Day Wrestling? Wrestling! So crap. Sadly, no one has done that yet, oh. which makes me very, very sad. Uh, those those are all my notes and observations from this particular week in wrestling. It's a relatively quiet week, but we are heading into Survivor Series 2000, so no doubt there'll be other things for us to talk about oh, goody. a little bit closer to the time uh, to give a little bit of value for money for those watching via the Patreon. She wants something nice to look at. Oh, look, it's a, it's a if you listen, xylophone gimmick. If you listen to the uh, if you listen to the Cultaholic podcast uh, yesterday, you'll have already seen this. Let's now go to Matthew for the episode of SmackDown this week. Yeah, I learned the Cody Rhodes theme on the xylophone. Would you like to hear it? Uh, yes, I think. <laughs> go on. Choice. 
you cut out a little bit, but from what oh, I heard, it was, oh, it was like terrible. It again, coming out now. <laughs> He's actually getting his, his phone and going YouTube music and playing. Yeah. It was, it was worse the second time around. Yeah. It was like downstate were in the room. Yes! Uh, Upstate! Uh, Am I right, kids? Am I right, kids? Wow, it's like Cody's in the room. Two like, seconds, Jack. Boom! <laughs> it's like Cody's in the room. What a great baby face. Oh, I feel really American right now. Yeah. I feel so yeah. American, Jack! I feel so American! Adrenaline! Adrenaline! I'm the post! I'm the best good guy that ever was! I'm going to take my body weight in Coca-Cola then shoot a deer with an M19. <laughs> What's that got to do with what we're talking about? Oh, right. No, sorry. Oh, yeah. Let's Matt's just reading his diary. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's my to-do list. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's no deals. So, it is the fight before SmackDown. <laughs> Yay! Watching the clips from Monday Night Raw. Steve Austin gets asked about the tag match that he has on that episode of Raw. By the way, Jack, uh, you have uh, copious notes that you've made from this. So please, if you have anything of, of pertinent pertinence, do jump in. And also, okay, we'll we, we haven't told Jack before we get into it. I'm sorry, Matthew. I'm sorry. I'm stroking Matthew. You can see this on the, on the Patreon. Happy! <laughs> wanted. Um, find out where. Patreon.com. Nah. Okay, we'll stop plugging the Patreon now because it might, this, it might be good. It's, 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 this is like this is like this podcast is sponsored by Bluetooth. Uh, um, do you own or rent your home? <laughs> then, then get some Bluetooth. What do you mean no? Do you have- what do you, uh, we live in a cave or something? <laughs> Conrad Thompson, suck my balls. Go hey, on, Tom. Thanks to Conrad Thompson. I've got a massive home and a massive erection. Um, so, so Jack, throughout the podcast, should we go on these flights of fancy? Uh, there is a special word that you have to utter to to bring about uh, the, the 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 god, the demigod of Photoshop, to bring those oh. images to. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, do you know that almighty word? That almighty battle cry, Jack. I believe it may be John. Perfect, hey. John. <laughs> I follow John, John on Twitter. I think he's he's very funny guy. <laughs> he's very good, isn't he? He's very good. You know, if John goes, oh, what? So now I'm working for the guests. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know him. I can use my xylophone, John. <laughs> Is that like the Green Power Ranger calling Zord? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was a TV show when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he taught, taught me all of them. Your father's eye when that was a thing. But, ah, Tommy was the best power ranger. Oh, there you go. Good lad. He had a candle that was running out. Smackdown. <laughs> he did, didn't he? A candle that was running didn't out. Tom- oh, it was Jason on talk. The Green Ranger. Yeah. Didn't yeah, Jason- Tommy. Tommy was the Green Ranger. He had a candle that was running out. What do you mean? Jack, help euphemism? me. Don't help me. I'm not. He had the, the dragon flute, didn't he? Oh, yeah. but he had a candle. He like, carry around. Maybe that happened was, in one episode. He was the strongest, like... but he was also the weakest because he only had a little oh, no, right, power okay. left. So he had a little candle. And yeah. every so often when he used his powers loads, they cut to his candle and it was nearly gone. And it was like, oh, if we call on Tommy anymore, he'll, he'll die or something. And then he became the White Ranger and he got a brand new candle. So was that to do with... Oh, sorry, I know Meds was off my SmackDown. Was that to do with because Rita made the Green Ranger? So he got his powers sort of from her or... First of all, Jack, you're the first person ever in the history of the SmackDown Review to apologise for a tangent. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry to go off on one. Never let that happen again. Power Rangers is my thing, man. I don't want to... That's right, though. was repulsed (laughs) about Uh, Power Rangers kicking her ass every week. So I went, ah! I'm going to make my own Power Ranger. And is is that where the White Ranger came from? No, no, no. So she made the Green Green Ranger. Ranger. 
He beat everybody. Oh, he he was worse than Cody Rhodes. He was he was the worst in the territory. He didn't put anybody over. Yeah, he didn't put anybody over. His Dragon Zord was awesome. And then he was like, became good. And he's like, all right, White Power Ranger. And they went, you know what? It's not good enough. I want to be the Red Power Ranger as well. <gasps> he was bad. And then he, he came back later on, didn't he, as well? He, he for the left. new ones. He's he like, was a Black he's Power Ranger. Like, yeah, he's yeah. like, the main dude's like, oh. Everyone else like, oh, I only did that when I was young and needed the money. I'm, I actually do Othello now yeah. uh, he like, just no, loves it he lives for it yeah he's up for me he became he became basically the uh, the old veteran the old guard in the territory that keeps coming coming back yeah he very much became the screeching saved by the bell god rest his soul Justin Diamond saved by the bell oh speaking of that they've still got uh, so there's, there's two comedy characters in Power Rangers Bulk and Skull Skull <laughs> keeps on coming and going <laughs> apparently Bulk has done every season <laughs> So the last one me and my mates watch on Netflix about five years ago just to see, he's still trying to pay a school lad. <laughs> oh, he came back, yeah, for, um, I think it was for the owners of Power Rangers. When it got moved to Nickelodeon for the first series back, yeah. I think they brought him in. Um, yeah, but I'm like, he's still like, yeah. hey, I got he's caught, playing I got the same character. Back, you know, <laughs> I'm able to, I've got my free bus pass now. I mean, fair play to him for maintaining the weight. Yeah. He's always been bulk, isn't he? Like yeah. you know, he's not been, he's not, he's not kowtowed to pressure to you know to get healthy because it's like a bulk. Hey, look, I've got to be bulk. I've got to stay this way yeah. all the time. But they're like, well, he should have been the Red Ranger. Like Would have been loads cooler. Yeah, but he's like, he can't be, he can't get in shape because it's like you make the other Power Rangers look bad. It's like idea, when WWE yeah. hire like dwarfs to be the backstage <laughs> viewers, so everyone looks tall. It's like on, uh, it's like on Power Rangers though. For the bits in the suits, they cut to the Sentai footage, didn't they? Yeah. So that was the Japanese. Stuff. So I'd like to see Bulk being the size he is, morph, and then just all of a sudden have a six pack and be like really in really great shape and stuff. And they just don't reference it. Oh, it's the Bulk Power Ranger. Hello. <laughs> well, you're looking good. And he goes, Yeah, I'm wearing a girdle. <laughs> I've bulked up. Hey! <laughs> what up, what up? Smackdown on Monday Night Raw <laughs> 15 years ago. Steve Austin gets asked about the tag match on Raw. Austin, Rock, Billy Gunn, and China take on the Radicals, a.k.a. the deadliest force <laughs> to ever hit the WWF, who can't beat up one man by themselves. And that man, of course, is the Green Power Ranger. <laughs> During the match, Austin pins Eddie Guerrero, but thinks things just ain't right Something now. ain't right. He's like he's got a bad stomach, isn't he? He, like, he looks like really... Spider-Man oh. in the cartoon is like, wait, he's like, he shows the inside of his head. It's like a headache. Trauma advert, like migraine. He's like, oh, I'm about to hit, get hit by a train. That's <laughs> like an ominous setting. Uh, and that bad feeling is The Rock rolling backstage with Chris Benoit all the way to the back, but doesn't realize that Benoit is allowing him to punch Benoit in the face to set up Rikishi driving at The Rock with a sledgehammer out the window, causing oh, The Rock to take an impressive back bump onto some electrical cords. <laughs> And Why did he just run him over? Impact. That's the, what. That's a very good point by Jack. <laughs> oh, it would hurt more, wouldn't it, if he just hit him with his car? Just run him over. Like, it's if you're going to hit him with a sledgehammer, you don't need the car, do you? Just hit that's, him. That's but a good know. point, well made. But you know, in you know, in Power Rangers, and the answer is you do. But in Power Rangers, when they merge some of the Zords together to make them look like they're worth buying, well, we have Rikishi in the car. We have Triple H the sledgehammer. <laughs> Combine the two. Combine the two. Kishi Sledgehammer Driver. You're gonna but have it looks silly, them. is all I'm saying. It did look a bit silly, because it would have been great if he hit the rock 
And then I'm just saying, I'm asking Matthew to move the mouse out of the way because it's in, it's just in, it's just in the shot oh, of the camera. It's shot. There you go. So just move it out of the oh, way. Oh, okay. Oh, no, and it was really? glowing. So I know there'll be people that are watching. Are you pleased? Um, <laughs> the, 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 they've been like, oh, that, might, that mouse. Thank you, Tom, for the glowing mouse. Um, the thing I was saying was, it would be great if Rikishi had hit, stuck his sledgehammer out the window, hit the rock, and then gone, ha ha ha, and immediately crashed his car. <laughs> <laughs> On account of having to lean out the window with the sledge. <laughs> Rock like, oh my 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 front and my back. Look at those cords help me. And looks up, Rikishi's dead. Like, oh. 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 I, I like that. I just oh it's and Jack's right. They should have just hit hit him with the car. And then like Triple H's like, okay, okay, Rikishi, we're gonna we're gonna hit, we're gonna hit rock. And Rikishi's like, hey old man, I got a better idea. Pass me your sledgehammer. <laughs> we could just hit him; it'd be more impactful. No, man, this is this is gonna be fun. <laughs> Run at him with a hammer. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; it would hurt still. It but just they, looked a bit. If you're in the car anyway, just hit him. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. you you you're literally driving a weapon. Yeah. Why do you yeah. need another weapon? This is to symbolise the alliance between hammer and ass. Hass, <laughs> <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Oh, then it was revealed Triple H was driving. Set up all along. Oh, that makes... Oh, oh, okay, good. So Rikishi would not have crashed the car. Or maybe he would have, because he te- seems like the type of guy to high-five Triple H afterwards. <laughs> yeah, we did good. Triple H's like, we did it, right, brother. Man. He goes, you are a bad, bad man. And then he crashes the car. And then Rikishi's there, goes, uh, and you are a bad, bad driver. And you are really over as a bad guy. Oh, yeah, I mean, and you are... His final words. The crowd, and they boo you. They're doing it under... Protest. Oh. <laughs> like, Rikishi, don't be dead. They, they can't lift you into the van if you're dead. But stay alive long enough to tell someone else what you just said just then. They'll have to take you out of the van in teams. <laughs> and yeah, or Zoom. Anyway, Triple H. <laughs> Triple H, by God, the smartest, sexiest man with a with his with his bulk. And sc- no, that's right. Rikishi is the bulk. Triple H is the skull. So we are in Indianapolis for SmackDown. Jack, you're the guest. Please give us a witty wee, witty woo. Witty woo, witty woo. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. VIP Patreon. Oh, man. What you get? Are you pleased? I recorded the theme. I love you know. I was there Woo-hoo. one years old. Oh, it's a good theme tune. Did you record it onto a cassette? Well, I was there with me Walkman. I was one years old, just did me cut or whatever. They were like, Jack, can you do the SmackDown theme? I was like, yes, I can. Our boy Jack's first words were, witty woo, witty woo, witty woo, witty woo. And they're like, oh, weirdly. And they were like, does that count as a word? And like, yes, upon the Scrabble board, it's a word. Rikishi and his SmackDown, I put it, rap music video gear appear because this is how people dressed in the 2000s. I love his gear. gear. It's so good. He looked like he was someone from SSX, I thought. <laughs> nice! <Yes>. <laughs> More like SSXXL. <laughs> Rock is unexpected here tonight, says Michael Cole, the master of state in the bloody obvious. Uh, the guy in the crowd has a sign that says, back that ass off a cliff. <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> Rikishi says, it doesn't matter how loud you chant for the rock. He ain't here. And if he was, 
all that would happen would be the rock would come down the people's ramp, enter the people's ring, and then get smacked down. Right here on SmackDown. <laughs> Thank you. Ricky, she says, he's a giving man. In fact, he loves to give. And it shows a clip of him giving a sledgehammer to the chest. The Rock is very ungrateful, says Rikishi. <laughs> Rikishi thanks the radicals. And we cut to a shot of them in the old DX backstage area, eating salad. Malenko was wearing an Eddie t-shirt because he doesn't have a t-shirt to sell. Oh, oh I put down here. Even WCW had D Malenko shirts to sell. Just saying. Perry Saturn was wearing a Benoit shirt. Did you notice that as well? No. Yeah. I not... thought it was a Perry shirt. No, no, it's a Benoit one. Oh. Poor Perry. That's very radical of him. <laughs> no, it's not the radicals again. Perry's wearing his, uh, his beret, a symbol of famous radicals like Che Guevara. <laughs> Rikishi says he's going to keep on beating down the rock until there's nothing left. Foley shows up to spice up this bland porridge of a promo. You can tell I was, eating, I was typing this up in the morning and says, hitting people with sledgehammers doesn't make you tough. Foley thinks about punishing Rikishi by fining him or firing him, but realizes he's not going to do anything because nothing he could do to Rikishi would be as bad as what The Rock wants to do to him at Survivor Series this Sunday, only on pay-per-view and the network and the cock. The Rock isn't here, so Foley says there's not much point having Rikishi here tonight, so the filth are here to escort Rikishi out the building, and they do. This was a okay segment, as Rikishi is a co-star, not a main star yet, so the crowd were really just waiting for something to happen after he showed up. What did you think, Tom? Uh, there was a big return in this segment that, that slipped under all the radars. Big return. The return of the McMahon Helmsley buffet table. Yeah. So throughout the throughout the McMahon Helmsley era, they had their own dressing room, and they had this exact same buffet day with with the exact same levels of like like fruit and veg and snacks and cold meat. And there's the radicals are riffing on the cold meat, and it is just I think Pritchard wrote all of this because it's like, hey, this meat is like Steve Austin, says yeah. Eddie Guerrero, stone cold. <laughs> hey, he'll be like this vegetable, uh, carrotized. Or like it was just crap dialogue <laughs> around a, a buffet table, but it was a nice welcome return. And on this occasion, some foreshadowing, we saw the chef behind the buffet table. We did, and he was bald. He was a bald. You'll never guess and... what's happened. Not even Jack Coyle, the guest on this episode, could guess <laughs> what could happen. Even skipping ahead, Jack could not even believe his <laughs> little head as he saw what would happen later on. <laughs> yeah. But up until then, that point, Jack, what did you think of Rikishi talking smack? Well, it's like you said, he's just, you don't buy him as a massive main event threat, do you? And That's massive. It's, it's also because the company aren't presenting him as one either <laughs> to me. Um, but it was more that Foley was like, oh, I'm not going to do anything, though. Anyway, now I'm going to get cops to take you away. I was like, so, so you are going to do something then. <laughs> but um, Rikishi didn't seem to care either. The police just took him away. And he was just like, all right. <laughs> just went. Um, I thought he might be a bit oh, annoyed yeah. or something. I'm with you, Foley. Why am I here? I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> he literally, he was just like, yeah, OK, I'll go. And um, thought I was a bit weird. But yeah, it was fine for what it was, wasn't it? It yeah, Fine for what it was. Yeah. I like people like that. Uh, Triple H <laughs> is in a dark studio in Stamford, moping around because At the speed of sound. Because The Rock isn't here, 
Triple H isn't here. No top star wants to be here on SmackDown tonight. <laughs> Boy, am I thrilled to be hyped for Survivor Series. Uh, Tapper, I put in. I've already forgotten what that is. Oh, TNAPA. Testing Albert Protection Agency. They're not actually protecting anything. They've just stolen the office from the APA because they're both knackered and old. TAPA are here to no pop. But Molly Holly and Crash Holly are here to a lovely pop. I'm very happy to see Crash Holly whenever he comes out getting this kind of reception because mm. it's often um, summed up that, oh, he just did the hardcore stuff and that's all the crowd cared about. Nah, crowd like Crash Holly. Uh, it's been a week and the pair of them are already over. They're, yeah, Molly Holly has hit the ground running. Yeah. It's great to see. Also, to an even bigger pop, it's Hardcore Holly. <laughs> this is crazy. That's right. He returned, <laughs> he returned on Raw. Uh, finally recovering after Kurt Angle moonsault his arm. Uh, I haven't talked about when that happened, but it was about six months ago. About six months, yeah. So, so it was Angle's first and last time he did a moonsault was onto Hardcore Holly. I don't think he's done one since. No, no, he's done loads of moonsaults. Has he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did it in his retirement uh, match, didn't he, to Corbin? He loved a moonsault. Well, I will shut the fuck up. Then. He'd only, he'd only <laughs> hit... No, I, think I don't think he hit it a lot. He wouldn't hit them very often. No. It's like five people he's hit with it. It's like more people yeah. slammed Andre the Giant than Kurt Angle hit with a moonsault. Uh, That's a good uh, point. Was that the last one that he hit? Or Because I, I can't... When was the last time he actually connected with one? That's actually a really good question. I don't know the Because Tom might be right. Actually yeah. hits it. It'd be I, funny if Kurt Angle never actually hit a moonsault at anybody. I, yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> Did you say that because your photo? Do you, like, no, no, I'm sure I read it in The Observer when I was going through my notes. But that's 2000, though, isn't it? Yes. Oh, people would bring it back. You know what? I can't wait to find out. Holly got his own entrance music and his own entrance oh, here. Yeah, but, so, like, the Hollies are divided now. They're yeah. not They're not a tag team anymore, but they're, they're, they're on speaking terms. Yeah. Also, um, is, this is Hardcore Holly returning after being legit injured by somebody who would go on to be a WWE champion. I'm sure that oh. won't happen again. <laughs> He has this habit of getting injured by like by legit uh, legit fighters yeah. uh, who go on to become WWE champion, and there's nothing he can do about it. I'll get my revenge on you, Olympian Kurt. Oh. <laughs> All tra- right. Well, next time it happens, I'll definitely mess that person. Who what? is it? Turns around as Brock Lesnar. Are you the kidding? next next time? That no, happens. but we we get to, we get to talk about that. It's in 03 and 04 because yeah. they did a whole story where Brock Lesnar was terrified of Hardcore Holly, which is weird saying it out of my mouth. Yes, and then two months after that, Brock Lesnar quit. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 what. Uh, anyway, Hardcore Holly is here, and his return is sponsored. By a HBK appearance on Monday at WWF New York or somewhere in my town at 10 a.m. Come down and bring your kids and show them how messed up he looks. <laughs> when they said he was making an appearance up. at WWF New York, was he just, just propping up the bar? Yeah, he never left. <laughs> Slumped over. Have you heard that story, Jack? That I can't what about him at the at bar or? No, 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 no. Um, just a, a summary of what HBK was like during this time, bless him, because substance abuse is... Well, in a very, very bad place. From he was in a very... What I gather, yeah. Yes. So they try him off with things like this. This wouldn't really work. Um, next year, there's an angle where Jericho dresses up as Doink the Clown to sucker, suck, sucker attack. They'll combine two things there. Sucker punch slash sneak attack. William Regal dressed as Doink the Clown. Chris, uh, Chris Jericho's out there uh, backstage dressed up as Doink the Clown. Michaels is... There, he doesn't look too good. And he goes, 
are you doink now? And he's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm just for one night, I'm doink. And he's like, that's bullshit. You're way too good to be doink. Someone else should be doink. And Jericho's going, I was like, no, no, I'm not doink all the time. They've not gone, you know what? We're going to make you the new doink. Like, no, it's just one night. But Michael just walked off, not understanding. So it's, yeah, I love that yeah. story. I do love that story. So I'm looking for I haven't heard that. Like, no, have you not? No, no. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's not long read Sean's book as well, but I, I doubt he remembered it. Oh, so. God, how good yeah. Sean still put that in. So that's when they made Chris Jericho the new joint. <laughs> like, no! I don't know how he bounced back from that. It's pretty pretty big, but... I'm very impressed with Jericho. <laughs> 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 Is that going to be... His... The clown. With the labours on AEW, when he, he was the pain maker <laughs> last week. Your labour is a tragic character from your past. <laughs> oh no! Okay. I think so. Um, a tragic character from your past. Somebody once dressed up as and failed miserably. He's like Super Liger in New Japan. No, no. The thrill seekers in Smoker. No, no. He's like, oh no, no. And they can't use the names. They'll be famous wrestling clown. He's like, God. He's like, Brock Lesnar looking at hardcore Holly. Ah! Boing Michael's his guest breath. What's he doing in Jacksonville? <laughs> Boink the down. Boink the down. What are you doing here? I was going to say they could use Alabama Doink, but he died. Oh, no. Oh. How did Alabama Doink die? Uh, being morbidly obese, I imagine. Oh, bless him. Hardcore Holly starts off. And let me tell you, that pisses Bob off. So he beats down Albert until Crash tags in. And of course, he gets slammed. Tess tags in and asks, Trish, how do I beat survival mode in Streets of Rage 4? And she replies, I wish I knew. I can't beat it either. And Tess replies, fair enough. I hope this conversation won't distract me. And then gets rolled up by Hawkeye for the win. <laughs> Wrote a bit of my life in that bit. Uh, don't know why Hardcore's getting the crash style victory, but it doesn't matter. There's a TAPA beat everyone down afterwards with Trish knocking Molly down with a face buster. And then we get the very post-dubbed announcement of a Survivor Series match involving all of these lot this Sunday. Wow, good. They actually built to this match. There's a weird bit now because Trish hits um, Molly with a bulldog mm-hmm. and then Trish takes off her boot and then randomly just beats Molly with her boot. It's just a random spot to do. I think it's you. Yeah, it's weird, on it? You have to go to someone and go, hey, in a back alley wearing a big brown jacket and go, oh, pal, can I boot the molly? Can <laughs> <laughs> I boot the molly? How much have you got? Okay, right, math. I can roll up a describe, hard cloth. Describe to Jack and I, describe to Jack and I <laughs> how one, and I quote, boots the molly. Well, it depends what I don't know if I like where this is going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm concerned. And you too. have to say it in the right tone of voice. Go to the wrong guy in the wrong alley, it's a bit different. <laughs> wow. You have one eye shut. So it's dependent on tone. Gonna pat your head and rub your belly. <laughs> pat your head, rub the belly, boot the molly. Yeah. Do the same question three times and you can give a definitive answer. <laughs> Two and a half. Just ignore you and walk away. Because no, I'm, I'm <laughs> what do you think this match, Jack? Uh, again, it was fine for it. It was a bit of fun. Um, it was it was quite short, wasn't it? But I, I don't know if I would have wanted it to go any longer than it did. Um, yeah, they kept playing up about, oh, Trish is going to wrestle on Sunday. Trish is going to wrestle on Sunday as well on commentary afterwards. Um, it's just weird, you know, looking back now thinking like, oh, but there, like I wonder what she's going to be like and just knowing what she goes on to do is like, just strange looking back because um, they're like, oh, I wouldn't know if she's going to be any good or not. And, me watch, I'm like one of the best women's wrestlers ever. So, 
She really, really comes into her own. We're going to see that that in-ring work of Trish next week on the classic SmackDown review where we do a watch-along of Survivor Series 2000. Now, there won't be any video to accompany this one, so a heads-up Patreon. Yeah, please! It'll be back next week as normal. Um, but we've recorded out of order. So Math and I have already recorded the Survivor Series watch-along uh, for next week. So I'm trying to remember some of the jokes that we that we spontaneously made so we can we can foreshadow them. We made so many, haven't we? Oh, uh, look, if you haven't seen Survivor Series 2000, you're thinking, should I be bothered to listen to Tom and Matthew oh, listen to it? Yes. Uh, Google what Undertaker was wearing at that event. Yeah. Now, if that doesn't entice you, then nothing will. We will give you the origin story of Snake Trousers Undertaker. <laughs> that better be, be the there. Fame at some point. Snake Trousers Undertaker. Will it do it next week? When, you, when, 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 when all three yeah, of you are back together. Like when all three of you are back together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Snake Trousers Undertaker, we'll talk about yeah. it next week. So, Jack, do you notice when they blatantly overdub something in with some commentary, just for the people who aren't, don't pay attention? Well, they do it on the ring announcements, I've noticed, on SmackDown every now and then. Yeah. Um, when they decide someone's name. Probably is- nowhere near as often as you will, but, you know, you're a Botchmania guy, so... Oh. But... Um, yeah, I do pick up. I think I'm, a lot of these old SmackDowns, I, they seem to cut off the ring announcements with just Michael Cole saying people's names, um, just saying like, "Oh, so and so is coming to the ring now," and I'm like, "I don't know if you know somebody messed up or whatever." But why did something happen here? No, it's just the very end. It's like, "Wow!" And there they go. Oh, and they'll be wrestling a Survivor Series this Sunday. Oh yeah, it's quite an obvious tonal change. That because I I dick about with audio all the time. Like I, I, I'm quite aware of it and I'm aware when like the, I can hear like a little, the tonal shift. It's the, the giveaway is like whenever there's a crowd and suddenly the person, and I've struggled with this in the Thunderdome and the rest has got really good at it near the end, to be fair. Most of them did because when you're in the Thunderdome and you've got piped in crowd noise, like your, your voice stays the same level. Like you're talking in a room, whereas when there's a live crowd, you're competing against the noise, of the live crowd, and you can hear the tonal difference. And that's the bit where I struggled in the Thunderdome where you had performers who were talking like I'm talking to you now going, I'm going to have this match on Sunday. And, but like, but with the, yeah. And it's always like someone going, Oh God, I wish the crowd would react like this rather than what a crowd would do. It's like this Sunday. Yeah. He said Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I am going to beat you. Yeah, I hope that happens. Yeah. In the match. Yeah, wrestling. That's a pretty uh, It uh, looks like sport, but is it really sport? <laughs> and you will pay me money. Here's my money right now. I'll blow it. Uh, anyway, all that stuff happens. And it's not what happens in reality. It's what happens in fantasy. So a final fantasy, if you will. Yes. So bring your sign that says <laughs> your least favorite game sucks. <laughs> so none of that this week at AEW, by the way. It was all wrestling signs. Oh, that's boring. Stupid bunch of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Ray W and Cody. Anyway, the radicals berate the chef who brings them some meat that's not cooked very well. And yeah, you're right. This is what you were saying. Oh, this wrong. is the thing I say. I pre. I, ju- I didn't want to jump the, the gun on this. Yeah, you all jump the gun because it's as crap as it sounds. It really is. Hey, this meat is cool. No, this meat is like Austin. Dead meat. Uh-huh. But then one of them says it again. Yeah, it's so cold. And then very sudden they're like, hi, can I have some uh, tuna, please? I need, the- <laughs> I need the mercury or whatever he'd say. Um, that's a planet. The- 
<laughs> oh, you sent me a thing, didn't you? No, I, I, didn't think. I just remember. Sorry, Jack. I just remember that Matthew on 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 Facebook Messenger did send me a lovely picture. It was on the you you of, you you, you of all the the wrestlers as planets. Yeah, Joey Merch. What? <laughs> something something something. Then Barry Saturn, and then there's Luna Vachon in the back for the moon. I thought it was very. Cool. I like that. That's really nice. That. Thank mm. you. And it was a lot more interesting than reading. I'm watching this bloody segment. <laughs> the deadliest force in all of WWF. Order some food from a chef who can't cook. And, and give who some wants rim. to poison them and give them salmonella. <laughs> so Eddie didn't them. answer the question either. She was like, what kind of meat's that? She said, what type of meat is that? And he went, I'll tell you what kind of meat it is. It's stone cold meat because it's dead. I was there like, you're not told yeah. her what it is. She might have okay. thought it looked nice. want to know what it is. But it's not the setup it's not like that wanted. Like, shut up. So what yeah. is, is it? Antipasty then? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but what meat is it? I want to cook it. Like, it, yeah, it's weird. Saying the wrong setup line, they're like, oh, God, just ignore it. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what meat that is. <laughs> Terry, Terry, ter- ter- don't cold me. Oh God, dead meat. As Survivor Series, we're gonna eat him like a bit of rubber. Right, ter- it's all gone. Every- Go and cut. They'll stare at Terry and go to the wrong line. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even live TV. But it can't be asked to take We're live, Taz. Terry. <laughs> so, yeah. Fantastic. And the chef is bald. <laughs> Remember it's, that. It's important. Chekhov's baldness. <laughs> In a special video from the Ovaltron. Here's Triple H. Triple H says that Austin is like the crowd. Dead me. <laughs> no, right, he doesn't this, say that. All right. This is amazing. Oh, this, this, the overblownness of this. It went on and on and on. It oh did, did, it did. God. Triple H says when Austin said he was feeling weird last Raw, which he did, we already covered that. Triple H says that feeling was fear. Fear of Triple H. And then Triple H narrates the setup at Survivor Series with Triple H attacking Austin and then running away. Why would I run away from you, Austin? I put, yes, we got that bit. Rikishi went on to dance his way into everyone's hearts, but Triple H went on to dance as WWF champion. Triple H rants and then says he locked Austin, oh, looked Austin in the eyes. Sorry, that's a crack of my phone. And lied to him like a sneaky person. Triple H then calls himself a genius. I wonder I'm if Triple H knew the cameras were on. We got reminded Triple H drove a camera a car away so Rikishi would sneak attack Jim Ross. We're back. So if you're watching, all that you pleased, and uh, if you're or if you're listening, as there was a brief pause about ten minutes, I thought it was a power cut. What's happened is I've, I've clearly rocked back in my chair and pulled a plug out of a foregang, and consequently turned everything off. <laughs> That is good of you to realize the mistake and not go, that was a power cut. That's well, right. That's our story. And we're sticking to it. I like initially I thought done. that it was, but it would it would stay with me. It would it would burn a hole in my soul uh, if I lied. So oh. so I think that was on me. It's uh it's been a busy one here. And uh it's but we're nearly we're doing all right. We're doing all right. But uh anyway. If you didn't want to talk about Triple H, just say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking Pull of the- dark rooms. Oh, where's the plug? No. <laughs> We'll Come start on. this bit again then. Bang on about this. Now nah, it's fine. We'll, we'll it's I'll stitch it together. So oh, okay. Fine. Bang um, on about Triple H and his master plan. So we did all the thing where he explained yeah, yeah. that he was uh you we'll know just do this bit and we'll drop the it. acne bomb and all that stuff. Yes. And all that. We get reminded Triple H drove a car away so Rikishi could sneak attack Jim Ross. 
Also, he ran so he walked so he could run. That that's right. <laughs> also, here's Triple H attacking Austin with a wrench. Oh, and you know that box that missed? That was Triple H. And remember that giant mouse trap with a six-pack of cores like that Austin got stuck in? <laughs> that was also Triple H. <laughs> Colonel Mustard with the sledgehammer in the backstage area. That's right. <laughs> Triple H. Triple H. Now you know, Austin. Or do you know? Oh, do you, you know? You didn't know? know? <laughs> We're at the same time. Yes, he does know. You just told us. I've typed in capital letters, getting sick of this promo. This goes on for ages until Triple H says, you know, the man who said, we have nothing to fear, but fear itself. He never beat me. <laughs> you know, the mythical man that said there's just, there's, Nothing to fear but yeah, fear itself. Fear. If he met me, it would have been different. We have nothing to fear but fear itself and Triple H's promos. <laughs> and Triple H, <laughs> who is the best and the most handsome wrestler in all of time. Yes, verily. Yes, verily. Oh, no. Sneak preview. Let's wait week. for that for some reason. Mm-hmm. That was the Triple H summary jerk-off, only for his only fans. Tom, any thoughts here outside of the lovely... Power cut we had. Uh, Triple H is just the. It's just the. He is just the most clever wrestler, isn't he? He is just the. the it's. It's funny because I I kind of draw comparisons now, between Jericho and Cody Rhodes at this point, because Co- Cody. Oh, sorry, Triple H and Cody Rhodes. Between Triple H and Cody Rhodes, because Cody is so adamant to try and sell. <laughs> it's gone. Play it on the xylophone. <laughs> There you go. Boop, 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 boop. There you go. Oh. Nice. That's good enough. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> You're only smoking mirrors. Um, because Cody is so desperate to try and do all the, all the tropes and the archetypes of I am a baby face, and Triple H very much of a similar one. There's a sort of there's an in all there's there's a there's a lack of organic creation to what triple h is doing a real lack of organic to it and uh oh it's it's very apparent plus what i liked about the mystery of who ran over triple h sorry who ran over who ran over it was triple h who ran over triple h (laughs) he ran himself over all over austin was the mystery yeah a lot of change that no one sees yes and as soon as you get the answer to it it's like ah I like the suspense. Yeah. And also, it wasn't that mysterious a mystery to be it, the answer to all these questions to be Triple H. His most obvious answer. Who ran him over? It was Triple H. It was Triple H. It was Triple H. It was Triple H. It was, Triple H. It was Rikishi. Oh. But Triple H helped him. Oh. <laughs> it was Triple H's lease on the contract. Jeez. So, as someone who wasn't around for this, what did you think of this, Jack? Went on a bit, didn't it? Um, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> yes, sir. Very accurate. Very accurate. It's, it's just, I think. It's like when you're watching a detective movie or something and he just, instead of just you connecting it yourself of like, ah, oh, so he must have done this, done that. He's like, ah, so you, you lot won't realise this, but it was me who did this the other week. And did you spot this the other week? That was me as well. It's just kind of like, you don't have to spell everything out. Like, he's not exactly the master of subtlety. Um, but yeah, it's it was what it was, wasn't it? It was a Triple H promo. Um, it, it went on and on and on. But it could have also gone on longer. I'm glad it didn't. Um, it, it was gone on longer. God, it, don't wish that positive. upon us. 
Gee. I, I felt like he could have gone longer. But I'd, I'm glad he did, but it, I wouldn't have been surprised if it did go on longer than it did. So I'm glad that he he stopped when he did. It was it was tough. Any Horrible. longer and it would have gone right into Survivor Series, the show three days later. <laughs> By the way, this Sunday, here's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Here's what's happening this Sunday, looks as watch. In one hour's time. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. They did it all by wearing lugs. Genuine <laughs> 100% oh, lugs. Sponsor Taz turning on Raven because he lost the Dudleys again. So Taz delivered a lugplex through a table <laughs> to end their relationship forever. Lugs as tall as Taz. <laughs> It's tail as old as time. A tail as old as <laughs> And then, after breaking up forever, here's Raven and Taz together again to take on two cool. With their lugs. Uh, they exchange feet and uh, back together. <laughs> they exchange lugs. That's right. We get footage of Raven apologizing and wanting to try again. Taz seems reluctant. <laughs> Commentators seem bored. <laughs> And start talking about Eddie versus Austin tonight. And also... They did, didn't they? About the whole match. Sale. Yes, mm. that's always a good sign for a match, isn't it? Well, yeah. let's talk about the main event. Uh, they talk about the WrestleMania sales, Austin versus Eddie, and what to have for tea later on. That. <laughs> the match falls apart near the end and looks messy until Raven DDTs Taz, leaving him open to a hip-hop drop, and then Raven makes the save for Taz. Apparently, Raven was blinded or confused or befuddled, like in Pokemon, where they become confused and DDT Ash. <laughs> Raven... I like that bit in Pokemon. Yeah. And then, and then Raven DDTs Taz off the steps onto a set of chair to end it. I think <laughs> a complete mess. What did you think, Tom? This was a hot mess, wasn't it? It was such a hot mess. Um, I think it, it, it split up Taz and Raven. I think that was always the, uh, the the plan, wasn't it? It binned off Taz and Raven as a thing. Um, Emphasis on bin. I just I hope Raven's going to be all right because like he's coming to the company with with. There's a bit of fanfare. There was a nice pop frame when he made his debut and gave the old DDT. But um, 
I'm very nervous as to what is what lies ahead for Taz. I don't think his wrestling career is is much is longer for this world at this point. <laughs> Bless him. You can measure Bless it in him. ounces. <laughs> what do you think, Jack? Um, well, like you said, it felt like the commentators didn't have a lot. Not the commentators, the people higher up, but through them, didn't have a lot of faith in the match because they would they spent the entire time talking about Austin and Eddie. Um, how that was coming up next. It was almost like, don't worry, this will be over soon. <laughs> look what's coming up after. Like, I, I felt a bit bad for him, really. Um, it, the ending as well wasn't very clear whether it was a genuine mistake or whether he screwed him over with the DDT, with Raven uh, taking out Taz. Because afterwards he was smiling, but I was like, has he done that on purpose or not? It really wasn't very clear. And then the post-match as well, it cut away to a break before anything happened. So he picked up the steel chair and it cut to a break immediately. Now, obviously, we didn't have any adverts. So it was fine. They said, during the break, this is what happened. But if I was watching live, I'd have been very annoyed. Because <laughs> just as something started to happen, it cut to the break. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it was fine. <laughs> it was what it was. It was. It, it was what it was. I wonder how they got, how got confused. Was Raven like, D, I'm sorry, Taz. How did you confuse me with them? The human suplex machine. And he goes, well, Taz... Sky Duhadi does the worm. Yeah. And you're as tall as a worm. <laughs> I thought you were already in the teeth. I thought you were already down doing the worm, but it turned out you were stood fully upright. Yeah. He's like, stand up, Scotty. He went, it's me. I went, oh, sorry. <laughs> Backstage, speaking of short answers, Benoit says, as soon as they get their meatballs and deal with Austin, then the trap will snap shut. This. You could have left that first bit off, really. It takes a bit of the, after I eat my sausages, Austin gets it. And this by is... it, I mean chorizo. <laughs> I just, I the, the, the radicals are just so badly written this week. Like, it's yeah. just, and, and this, the thing is, and this is the frustration, like this is WWF giving the radicals loads. Like they think we're giving them time. We're giving them momentum. We're giving them a push. And all they're doing is hurting them because they're just giving them their... The, the worst thing that can happen to anybody in the WWF and WWE to this extent is that the company noticed that they're doing all right. That's the worst thing that can happen because then they get their hooks in and like, oh, we know what to do with this character. I'm very frightened for Top Dollar and the rest of the lads from yeah. Hit Row on NXT. Like, should they get called up? And the Vince goes, hey, that guy's called Top Dollar. He can be rich. And he does a drop kick. Don't do that anymore. Just do a body slam. And then he'll do that for three months and he'll go, I just don't know why he's not getting over. I just don't understand it. The demon like goes like, well, wait until we get our hooks in Austin and make him fillet a stone cold. <laughs> I very sound like, yeah, we're going to eat him. <laughs> yeah, like, he's sandwich. Stone cold, more like sandwich hot. Stone <laughs> cold, silent. more like rubbish wrestler. We eat meat. <laughs> the radicals should have got us to write their dialogue. The meat-eating radicals. They wear hats <laughs> and eat meat in that order. Where did they go wrong with it? <laughs> what went wrong with the radicals? Eddie's in the ring, mouthing off at Austin and threatening to drink all his beers. This, for some reason, is not bringing out Austin. Eddie I loved Eddie confused. here. This oh, is Eddie, very good. Eddie is just cocksure. Brilliant here. Yelling at Austin, going, come on here, S.A., What's he say? Um, oh, you want to drink beer? I don't like beer. Beer's for silly Americans. I like tequila, Holmes. <laughs> he is really, really eddying so it up. very good. We then cut the radicals in the back. But Austin 
with a chef's hat arrives with the meat and demolishes all of the deadliest threat in the history of WWF. Deadlier than the steroid trials. Deadlier than WCW circa 98 before driving a forklift up to the door so they can't escape. Rather like that one puzzle in Grim Fandango that I forget how to do every time I play it. Oh, nice reference. I thought it was very, very niche. Oh, I, I can't remember what that puzzle was. You have to get the forklift. You're in a, you're in a lift. You have to get the forklift in a hole as the lift's coming down, but it's not that clear. Mm. It's odd. You're like, what? What am I doing? I have to put the forklift in the lift. Forklift lift. Do you know what I like about... Um, Exception. Do you know what I like about Grim Fandango? There's no meat. I mean, the lack of meat on any bones. It's Grim um, Fandango's like my steak. Well done. But how it leans into like the the the, the mafioso style, yeah. film noir-esque, and, and how... Um, when they when they get whacked, when they get killed, they they're sprouted. Yeah. Uh, so they become like I don't know whether you played Grim Fandango, Jack. I own it, but I've not played it. I've got it oh, in my library. Oh, uh, we brought out a version for Vita, and I I bought That's it in a sale. Cool. I never downloaded it though. Well, um, well, remember the lift thing? That'll be useful when you get around to playing. Oh, it. mate, you oh, I'll, I'll bear that in mind. Is that bloody lift? <laughs> <laughs> and now you this know. is what they were on about. Yeah, they couldn't even give me the solution while they're droning on about it. But when but um, what you said about the art style, like that's what drew me to it. That's why I bought it. Like, so, yeah, brilliant. But uh, there's a but when they when they get whacked and they get killed and they get taken out, they get sprouted. So like they they grow flowers, and become a bush, which plays on the whole mafioso pushing up daisies thing. Mm. Yeah, and I like that. That's just the first thing I thought. Oh, it's like pushing up daisies. Yeah. Oh, the mafia say push up daisies. My brother has a tattoo of money. Calavera oh, nice. as a pirate. Oh, that's nice. He is not a pirate in the game. But your brother just went, I, need Manny <laughs> I want him as a pirate. As a pirate. It nice. looks really good. That's so good. Anyway, um, I might play that this weekend. <laughs> Alex is away this weekend. Um, so so it's Pablo and I having a boys' weekend. Oh, that's nice. So, so it's nice, and you know, it's it's a bit, it's, and a bit of grim. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. I've I've I, I had a lovely message from Jay from OSW Review. We were chatting for a bit. I had uh, we put out a video uh, this week on the channel. Uh, which is the many gimmicks of Ed Leslie. Hey. And and basically, I got a bunch of messages saying Simpsons did it when it comes yeah. to OSW Review. <laughs> and they did a wonderful job. And their video is is the pinnacle one. And uh, and it was about half four in the morning, I woke up, my alarm went off. And I, and I saw a bunch of these messages. And it just really made me sad. And uh, and I went and, I'm, and I DM'd Jay. I just in that I thought I'm just I just want to let you know um, this video has been compared to yours. It's it's absolutely yours is the definitive. It's part of a bigger series. Uh, I don't want you to think like anything's been stolen um, or anything like that. And I was just worried that you might. And I was just like you know I hope you I hope that's all good. And uh, obviously yours is definitive. And bless Jay, he messaged me back, and uh, and he said, hey, don't worry about it. I really like it. And then he retweeted it. I was like, oh man. He's so good. I love Jay Hunter. See, it's funny. Again, I I'm smiling Hunter. there because it's like, oh, no, no. I message him to let him know what that we want to on their toes. Knowing what he's like. Yeah, like, I know. But you but I was... motherfucker. We invented Ed Leslie gimmick. I know, but off. I know he. I, You'll I, never work in this town again. You'll be pushing up daisies. I was, I was, I'd be sprouted. I was like 98% under the, under the advice, under the guise that it'd be fine. But there was that little percentage where I just thought I would just like, I don't want there to be anything. Like I've, yeah, I've, I've admired. OSW reviews work for, for decades or a decade. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and and now we're at a point where like we speak a bit. I'm like, that's so cool. And so I thought I want to message. And I think I was a bit down in the dumps that morning anyway. And I was like, I'm just going to message him and, and bless him. He was lovely. And, and so the reason I mentioned that is because I was telling him, oh, I've got a weekend. And he's, he suggested that I play Resident Evil Village. And ah. so I might do that as well. 
I liked it. It's yeah. a mixed bag, but what is good is very good. Mm. That's pretty much what he said. He said there's bits in it that are good, and uh, he says that there's the there's a P, there's a patch for the PC version that makes it far better for people with motion sickness. Oh, because apparently it's quite it's if you get motion sickness, it's quite. Uh, I want this more motion sickness. Yeah, I want to be sick <laughs> more often. Oh. Have you have you dabbled in Resident Evil Village, Jack? Not Village. Uh, nearly all the other ones, um, and then I got seven for PlayStation VR. Did about ten minutes and was like, "No, thank you. I'm going to be playing oh. this in a, uh, normally." And there's a new um, from me. So I, I want to play that through that one first before I go into Village. Um, but it just takes some getting used to it first person with Resident Evil. I think just because I'm so used to um, the style of the other ones uh, with their weird camera angles and tank controls. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm looking at getting it at some point. Uh, from what I've heard, like Matthew said, it's not amazing, but when it's good, it's really good. And when she was bad, she was horrid. Yeah. <laughs> she was only halfway up. She was neither up nope, nor down. Hey, SmackDown. Seven, yeah, seven is a scary game. It's a horror game. Yeah. Eight is, hey, you know Resident Evil 4? Let's make it like that. Come on. <laughs> Plot smart. What did you think, Jack, of um, Chef Austin? Well, I did not see that coming, guys. Gotta say, when there was a bald chef, it was a big shock. No, it was it was a bit of fun, wasn't it? Um, it's just Austin doing Austin things. Uh, forklift to the door was quite nice. It, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't amazing, but it was, you know, gave a reason that they couldn't come out and help Eddie. Um, and like you said, Eddie's promo before that as well was just brilliant because he's just so good at, despite how good he is, just making everybody hate him. He's brilliant. And Eddie realizes his backup has gone and looks terrified as Austin supercharges him. Eddie gets a brief reprieve after hitting him with a chair. Then Austin forgets it and slams Eddie's balls against the ring post as Jed yells, Oh my God! And then sends <laughs> him after a stunner. That beautiful, Oh my God. Yeah. And Michael Cole yells, We're going to see a side of Austin this Sunday we've never seen before. And I thought, Is he going to sell? <laughs> <laughs> This is where this is where um, wrestling isn't. There's no black or white or, or right or wrong answer, and it's all shades of grey. Because the instinct in me would go, "Oh, that's great! Steve Austin has just annihilated the Intercontinental Champion. Basically, the the top of the mid card division just got battered by Steve Austin. What damage does that do to the Intercontinental Title and the Champion as a whole?" But then, but then, then I, you think. This is a good, I like the story. Uh, the dialogue's a bit crap, but I like the story. And no one in the Radicals could have done this better than Eddie Guerrero. Like, Perry couldn't have pulled this off. Dean couldn't have pulled this off. You wouldn't put Benoit in that situation anyway. Uh, but Eddie has just played every part of this so wonderfully well. And I know that Ben Austin was keen to work with Eddie in general. I know there was always a passion for those guys to work together. And I don't think they worked together as much as they'd like to have done. But um, I think taking aside the fact that he's the Intercontinental Champion, I think that Eddie was the right radical to do this bit. I thought it was perfect. I, really, I actually quite enjoyed Austin's clattering of Eddie here just because he played <laughs> off so well. Just so well. Yeah, I agree with everything yeah. you said, Tom. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Post-match, The Rock shows up clearly hurt, but still brave. You are brave. Then Eddie releases his mates from the room just so he can yell at them. <laughs> Then Foley shows up, oh God, and makes a tag team match for the WWF's newest tag team tonight. Oh, and also it's Rock versus Benoit. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> 
Edge and Christian are here to commentate a Dudley Boys match. We get the announcement. It's E&C and RTC versus the Duds and Hardys at series. This predictable setup is brought to you by WWF No Mercy, Honda, and Sega. The right to censor sadly do not enter the ring to the theme from Starlight Zone. There we go, the <laughs> Olympics. Yeah, that happened. And so tonight, it's all of right to censor versus the Hardys and Dudleys. And you think that'd be the more obvious choice for a match at Survivor Series, but E and C have got nothing else going on, and they're worth a hell of a lot more. So Godfather goes for the no train early on, but Devon absolutely pounces him. It's quite off in a brutal moment. Lita takes out an interfering ivory, and Edge yells, she looks like a Bay City roller. <laughs> Not inexplicable. Then Goodfather gets pinned after a 3D and the Hardys double team with Jeff diving the outside to take out some interference and eat shit while doing so because it's Jeff Hardy. Then Steven takes the what's up headbutt. The ENC prevent the RTC getting put through tables. The ENC and the RTC then win the numbers game with Ivory taking out Lita with the WWF women's title. Oh God, that match is happening on Sunday. There's lots of blood in that one. Bloody hell. What do you think of the match? I thought it was fine. I thought it was a nice little... Like, I, I kind of feel like we should have had a Survivor Series with all the RTC guys anyway, but then I guess you've got to give Edge and Christian something to do and all that. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fine. I think that... Um, I still like Rise of Censor. I still think there's a lot to offer here. Um, some fun facts about uh, from the Observer here. At the SmackDown tapings, uh, all signs that were brought to the show involving politics uh, were confiscated, including some that said Foley for president. There were signs that were being <laughs> pro-RTC. Pro there were some pro-right-to-censor signs in the crowd. Oh, wow, really? They were confiscated before the show oh, started. Legit RTC did nothing wrong. Yeah, so yeah, kind of things. Uh, the idea that WWF was making fun of a group that preaches censorship and the WWF was then guilty of censoring signs in support of the group uh -huh. isn't lost mm. on us. Uh -huh. <laughs> Wait, people bringing signs saying, yeah, RTC, yeah, you have some good points. Do you not, do you not remember? <laughs> do you not remember with the pay-per-view where you had those five guys near the front who were dressed in oh, white shirts Rumble. and ties? Oh, coming up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of, oh. There is some love for right to censor. That's hilarious. Do we have to just looking at the crowd going, yeah, RTC? Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Screw these fans. <laughs> they have no idea what they want. We had the guys come out and go, you don't want tits or tables or violence or blood. And they're going, yeah. It's like, forget it. Not it. Any thoughts here on this amazing little thing? Uh, it very, very, very short, wasn't it? But then it was Bar Edge and Christian, the exact same match as Sunday. So I kind of get why it was as short as it was. Um, it was just fine. It was just setting up for the pay-per-view, wasn't it? There's not a great, great deal to say about it. It just was what it was. Yeah, it just got right. us ready for the pay-per-view. Yeah. All right. You know what? My phone's at 1%. I'm just going to run and get my charger. <laughs> Tom! Kane and Kurt Angle talk backstage. They did. What do they say? I don't know, because I've not got those notes in front of me. <laughs> so uh, Kane, Kane and Kurt Angle are backstage. Kane says he doesn't want a team with him, but he has to admit that Kane's more talented than his brother. So there's a lot. So we're, it's so sad that, that Matthew has had to run out of the room just as we're getting to our first Kane bit of action for the day. Just as we're getting into our first appearance of Kane, 
Um, but we're getting a tag match straight away. Kurt Angle and Kane versus The Undertaker and Jericho. Uh, my notes here just say, knock down, drag out nonsense. I've gotten accustomed. Knock down, drag out. I've, I've, I've uh, gotten accustomed <laughs> to, to not actually putting down full details on what happens segment by segment because Matthew tends to write them. <laughs> Hence why I'm uh, ill-prepared for, for Matthew running away. Wow, who knew? All the energy in the room. Well, oh God, what is this? What are you doing? <laughs> Matthew is currently messing with some headphones trying to get them back on. See, you can see this on the Patreon. Are you pleased? Yeah, let me, let me, let me. So you just, <laughs> you've just got to, it's like a, it's like a, a thumb right. trap. You just got to very calmly swap them. Very calmly. Yeah. It's like a, those thumb traps. Oh God, the idiot proof. There's thumb okay. traps. And then that's what all the trendy kids do. Isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh, that's I'm I am a weeb. I am a weeb. Yeah. Hello, weeb. <laughs> So, um, Kane and Kurt talk backstage. Kane says he doesn't want to team up with Kurt. Kurt doesn't want to team up with him. But Kurt has to admit, Kane's more talented than his brother. And Kane's like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's then Kurt realized, wait, you're pretty cocky, aren't you? Aren't you supposed to be mellow? And he goes, no, you're thinking about my brother, normal Kane. I am French Kane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. French Kane, da 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 da. French Kane, da 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 da. French Kane. Bonjour. That's My right. name is Kane. And French Kane is not interested in wrestling because he's too busy playing Warriors of Magic and Might. <laughs> and you can tell it's a fantasy game because 3DO was still making them. Yeah. That's a fantasy in anyone's book. <laughs> Bloody hell. You're not dead. <laughs> Anyway, this fantasy game presents Kane throwing Jericho through a window to cut open his cute face. That was Warriors <laughs> of Might. No, we can't believe it's not an army men either. Bloody I can't hell. believe it's not butter. Yes, that's got to be French Kane. <laughs> it's a no DQ tag match now, as we get reminded that Angle got pinned by The Undertaker because he's so badass. <laughs> Jericho unwinds on Kurt. And tags Jericho unwinds on Kurt. Unwinds. Hey, here's a here's a Is coffee. Here's a because when you say unwinds, oh. that's like that's what you do at a spa. Jericho yeah. unwinds. Oh, have a have a hot towel. Have a have a nice fruit tea. Some, like two two Toblerone, and I'm good. <laughs> two Toblerone. What the spas have you been? Tell a spa is in this shop. Oh, oh, <laughs> Jesus! Shut up, man. <laughs> You tell I'm not upper class like Tom. A spa, Matthew. We get your face done. We fight just go get two cigarettes. God, let me just pretend I can't see or hear anybody right now. And it says it's that's how you test the, the the true the true class of a person when you say, "Do you want to go to the spa?" And it's whether or not they say, "Yes, I'd love a massage," or "Oh yeah, I'll get myself a mini milk." Get some what's it for 20p. Yeah, so what's it to the mini milk? I fancy a dirty poo. <laughs> space Raiders. Oh, you, you space raiders, Mr. Governor. You, you are spoiling us. Did you, do you do dirty poo when you eat big bag, a grab bag of what's it's then? I'm together. Hey, same. With my mini milk. <laughs> oh, oh, I either put them together and mix them in a blender. There's a lot going on there. A freezer and eat is a lollipop. <laughs> Jericho and Wines and Kurt and tags in Undertaker. So Kurt bravely tags in Kane and the two brothers slog away. King says Kurt may be the underdog versus Undertaker, but he was also the underdog in the Olympics. Oh. That's right. That's a good point. I don't know why I felt the need to type that out. Wasn't that That's exciting? right. I did say it. 
Undertaker whips Kane into the setup steel steps in a spot you don't see very often, but Kane chucked it off to slam Undertaker and tag in Kurt, who is eager to get in while the Undertaker is vulnerable. Undertaker no-sells and gets a nice twill-to-will slam before Kane interrupts and Jericho sends Kane over the top rope and he takes a probably unintended bag, big-ass bump to the outside. Kane goes head over to it here. Because he can take it back down. Our boy takes quite the tumble. Kane is so mad, he sets up the announce table, but Jericho intercepts and locks in the walls on the outside. Kurt breaks it up because he cares about his partner. Jericho tries to bring a bell over Kane, but instead he takes a chokeslam through the table, off the ring steps, and that table does not take it well. Brutal moment. Kane then blocks the last ride on Kurt, only to get a choke slam. Oh, that's happening. Kurt bonks the Undertaker with a chair to save his new buddy. Then Kurt runs towards Undertaker with a chair over his head like a goon. But Kane <laughs> twats Taker to get Kurt a pin over the Undertaker. By God. Undertaker then sits up and does the throat slit, and Kurt looks scared of the big bad ginger ninja. <laughs> a lot of stuff happening in this fight, man. I liked it. Big bad ginger ninja. You think just because you've pinned me that you were able to beat me? That's not how this works. Because like, oh no, I just did a dirty poo right on my Olympian tight. Pinfalls only count when I say so. Exactly. So Tom, what were your thoughts on this? Uh, I, I quite enjoyed just a knockabout tag match. I thought it was just very attitude era. Just four guys just, just lumps on each other. Undertaker, of course, getting the shine at the end there ahead of his uh, his brave battle against uh, Kurt Angle at Survivor Series. Watch along next week featuring the, the snake trousers of The Undertaker. <laughs> uh, what does our guest Jack think of this match? Uh, like you said, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was very attitude era tag. Did a great job of building to the two matches on Sunday. I loved the um, the moment where Kane was going to chokeslam Jericho through the table when Jericho did a bulldog onto the steps on the outside. I thought that was really nice. Um, angle pin and taker ahead of them having the match on Sunday. At first, I was like, oh, you don't want to pin the challenger. And then I was like, hang on, that's the Undertaker. Like, it's, <laughs> it, Angle still looked like the underdog going into the match, so I, it was fine. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot going on, but it worked. It was, it was good. Controlled chaos. Controlled chaos. Oh, it's a good way to yeah. describe it. Controlled chaos. It's not so. back with Cole. Cole. No, is, is it? Oh. It's chaos. Yes. It's like, and everyone taught him everything he knows. Exactly. Yeah. If you steal <laughs> from the least worst, I guess. <laughs> Lillian asks Austin backstage if he's scared. He asks her. He's here. <laughs> he asks, You've done it now. <laughs> he asks her if he looks scared, but leaves before she can go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He just walked off. <laughs> oh, I look scared. He runs. <laughs> yeah, you do a bit. But never mind that. Here is history. It's the SmackDown debut of K-Quip teaming up with the Road Dog, rapping about getting rowdy. <laughs> this is going to take a while to get used to after several years, very successful years of the New Age Outlaws. And they're taking on Perry Sutton and Dean Malenko. Would you like the story of K-Quick? Oh, I would, actually. Before we get into the the, the match itself. So uh, Ron Killings uh, sold cocaine for extra income when he was 20 years old. And 
he graduated high school uh, at 18 years old. He continued dealing drugs even like m- deep into his late 20s. Uh, he got arrested several times. He spent 13 months incarcerated for it as well. And uh, who would meet him at a halfway house after uh, all of after his release from prison was Jackie Crockett of the National Wrestling Alliance. What? And she tried to convince Killings to try and become a pro wrestler because he had the body for it and he had the look for it. But he was like, no, I want to be a musician. I want to carry on my music career. Anyway, the music career didn't go so well. So after two years, he he rang Jackie back and went, any chance of that wrestling thing? And he came in to do some stuff with the NWA and he took to it really well. Um, He was working... um, he was he was working for as like a manager and, a, and a, just a general person around the ring. And then once he got into the ring, like he took to it very, very well uh, in he debuted for the PWF in 97. He was in uh, he was an NWA wild side by 1999 as K crush. And he was pestered by Rick Michaels to do a promotional video for the WWF. He was signed off the back of that promo video. Uh, and a match on metal, I do believe, when he was K-Crush, off the back of that, to a developmental deal in 99. And uh, he went to Memphis. He's been doing stuff in Memphis up until this time. Um, and and here he is. He is now, essentially, this is his main roster call-up before NXT was a thing. This is this is K-Quick getting the call-up to hang out with Road Dog and kind of be, because he's, he's talked about his passion for music and the industry and stuff like that. And they said, well, why don't you come and kind of do that a little bit? With Road Dog and and Doggy took him under his wing, under his paw, under his paw, paw to come and do that. That's Mm. nice. So there you go. So some details about uh, the life and times of one Ron Killings. Ah, well, here he is. (sighs) They're getting rowdy. Perry Sutton does not care about Road Dog's dungarees, and they (laughs) they attack both of them before their intro can finish. K Quick gets a lovely dive to the outside. Sure, what he couldn't do. And we cut to Billy Gunn in China watching the TV going, wow, he's really good. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. We it was very natural, it. wasn't it? Oh, it's like, wow, I'm glad we had the shot of us. Oh, well, if the one Billy Gunn putting you over can't help, then nothing can. Kate Quick gets the backflip and dive in the corner that he's still doing 20 years later. Bloody hell. Sarn and Malenko get a beautiful demolition decapitation, but with a knee drop, a variant there. Sutton kills him dead with a release dragon suplex of all things. <laughs> and if that wasn't enough, we get total elimination, which I didn't know Sutton did post ECW. Total elimination, total elimination! was the um, tag movie deal with his partner, John Cronus, who was not here and is in OSW. Mm. So expect Tom to do a video of him any week now. <laughs> K Quick is getting slaughtered here until he makes the hot tag the dog, who does his best to sweat profusely in dungarees. <laughs> He's a very sweaty man. Yeah. Before K Quick gets a turning splash on Malenko to win. Wow. Again, this could have gone places, but it needed time. And that's something Dog does not have much of as he's gone in a month. But for what it was, the young underdog showing what he can do with the flips, the agility, um, at least showing he can rap, even if the crowd really wasn't ready for it. There's something here. Mm, there is there little, really is. A little uh, seed here. I, I like them, the matching outfits. Sounds really daft, doesn't it? But I really like like the, and then they're a nice, it almost feels like this is a, a nice new start for a nice beginning for, for R-Truth, who would become R-Truth, who, and also, you know, it's an obvious statement, but it doesn't look like he's aged today. He hasn't aged at all, has he? It? It's ridiculous, yeah. Jack. It, it's ridiculous. Like, I, Went to that beast yeah. world and came back and didn't notice anything. Mm. Like that. It's, it's absolutely incredible. And uh, it's a great forget. start. 
Sorry, you go, mate. No, no, you go, you go, sir. You go. Just say people forget that because he's just doing the 24-7 stuff now. He can still go. Like he's still mm-hmm. really good when he needs to be. I think it was the um when he had the US title a few years ago, there was a four-way. I think it was him, Joe, Mysterio, and someone else. Can't remember. It was when he was doing the John Cena thing when he was doing all his moves. Oh, I remember and that. he was bri- he's still brilliant. Like he's still just as good as he was. But yeah, he doesn't age. I, I don't know what he's eating. He's mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have some. The answer is, of course, lugs. Yes. <laughs> lugs, just like Mother used to make. That's right. Coke and lugs. <laughs> During the break, Tiger Ali Singh asks Mick Foley if the next match of Survivor Series he's going to announce is going to evolve low down. Foley spits his drink everywhere at hearing that and says, no, it'll be the Radicals <laughs> versus K-Quick. Road Dog China and Billy Gunn. Ha ha ha. Low down. That's a good one. He walks away. Poor low down. I had no idea that they were doing this a low down. Yeah, they give him a right shoe in. I don't mind them as a team. Like they're all right. There's worse teams out there. Uh-huh. There really is. Like, and we'll see it next week at Survivor Series. Just it just basically begins like months of of just disrespect to low down with no payoff. Like there's no like big redemption story, no no redemption story arc for Lowdown. They're just like, well, y- you suck. <laughs> well, bye. <laughs> like that's it. If it ends up being something, that's fine. But I don't recall it ends up being anything. No. You know? No, it was nothing. <laughs> oh, nothing. Disgusted at seeing. It's where we've got two repackaging of two attitude era favorites, Rodog and Dilo Brown in tag teams that went nowhere. Mm. But with K-Quick and Road Dog, it's because Road Dog was going to be out of there. He's the only thing moving for them. And then K-Quick's like, oh, hello. Yeah. Have you, it's like people asking, so have you, have you seen Road Dog? Is he <laughs> coming back? And this is just booked to be like, no, you know, you're going to come back and you're going to be crap. <laughs> That's what it's called low down because you're low down the card. Oh, ha, bless ha, ha. him. La, 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 la. Never mind that, though. The Rock is interviewed by Kelly and he is pissed. Come on. What? Come finish. Yeah, he says, come on. Come finish me. Come finish The Rock. I'll finish you, Rikishi. Then I'll finish Benoit. The Rock has not been able to sleep since Rikishi hit him with a sledgehammer out of a car. <laughs> He's been spitting blood. Rikishi is right. The Rock is going to walk down the people's ramp and the people's ring, etc. But when he gets there, he's going to get literally the single biggest ass-kicking of a lifetime. If you smell what The Rock is dramatically staring and cooking. I like this rock. I like the energy of this rock. Like, yeah. like it's, a, it's, he's been, and, and Rikishi's taken the rock on this really lovely emotional journey because he's no longer just like this sort of stoic face. You're crap, you're crap, you're crap. Like Rikishi's really got under the skin of the rock. Like, and from like each attack that he's had, you can just see the rock and, and Rikishi, the whole, I did it for you thing. Did it seem to really traumatize him? And to the point where he ended up um, just sort of becoming more despondent and people were accusing him of maybe because he was despondent, maybe he was involved in it. And then when it turned out that he wasn't even more so, even now he's not quite right. Mm. I like what Rikishi has done to the Rock character here. I really do. I like it a lot. Imagine if Triple H was like, uh, the Rock was doing the style of Triple H, be like, Rikishi, big big (laughs) friend. Oh, you think you can beat me at Survivor Series? Well... The Rock may be eternally bleeding, but that is exactly what I wanted, Rikishi. <laughs> I wanted you to break every rib in my body. I wanted to spit blood. But you know what? That'll make this much more interesting for me. 
the smart rock. <laughs> that, that's his name. And um, what did you smart think of rock. Like, <laughs> promo, Jack? Uh, yeah, it's it was brilliant. I've really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, what Tom was saying, like sort of almost a vulnerability to the rock, almost. Um, not really at this point. I don't think really seen it before. Uh, it was like a new layer to his character. I really liked. Um, but he's still just the rock and he's still a badass and really cool. Um, and again, like I was saying earlier, other than Roman, you just don't get people like that anymore. Like he's just got this aura around him. He just feels massive. Um, yeah, it's just whenever he's on screen, it just feels really special. Um, but can gush over the rock all day. Everyone said it all before. But yeah, it's, it's just brilliant. He's yeah. very good. Probably in agreement there. Be crazy if Jack just showed him because I don't think the rocks. <laughs> I think the rocks. I don't think that's when Jack's got a future. Yeah, I bet I want to go on Patreon just to say the rocks sucks. Boo! Yeah. You're all wrong. He's, he's got to go do films. It's not going to work out for him. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, never mind that. Vince McMahon announced earlier today Jesse Ventura will be announcing for the XFL. He's currently the governor of Minnesota. And now he's commentating. And I found an article Googling about this because it didn't last very long. Los Angeles, March 15th, 01. The governor, Jesse Ventura, will retain his top analyst slot for the XFL, at least this weekend, despite critical comments from league founder Vince McMahon and poor ratings. Ventura is on, quote, thin ice, McMahon told the LA Times in an interview published today. The league's research has shown people don't like Ventura as an announcer, and he is too over the top, McMahon added. Hyperbole. 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 Hi, the hyperbole. Oh, hyperbole no. is what oh, is the no. is the last event of the year of the XFL. Why have a <laughs> Super Bowl when we can have a hyperbole? Uh, hyperbole turns people off. Also, mispronouncing names. Uh, they know when you're not telling the truth. McMahon said. Ventura brushed aside questions today and saying, "I'm not getting into that." He said. So a lovely long relationship between Ventura. Oh, and may it may it last forever. The venture of McMahon relationship is always really interesting because yeah. it goes back and forth a lot of the time to the point where like Ventura was cut out of all WCW commentary when WWF bought the archives. Yeah. Like that level of petty. Petty Wayne Throp, petty if you Wayne will. Throp. So yeah. Anyway, here's Chris Benoit, who unlike Ventura, has no conspiracies under his name <laughs> to take on The Rock. Benoit goes to the chest of The Rock and he's still hurt and injured from the sledgehammer to the tit. Benoit just takes apart Dumb Rock, who shouldn't be wrestling, but here we are. Is Dumb Rock like Young Rock? He's like Smart Rock, he's ah, his cousin. Really, really, really. You know, like in Scooby-Doo with a Scrappy-Doo and then there's Duck. What was it like? Stupid-Doo. Stupid-Doo? Stupid-Doo? Do you mean the grey one? Yeah. His name was like Dumb, <laughs> stupid <laughs> yeah. idiot. Dog. Fat Lump, wasn't it? It was, yeah, <laughs> it was <laughs> only in it. At least subtle yeah, name for a dumb character I've ever seen in a bad cartoon. Gray, stu- gray Scooby Doo character. Yeah. Scooby it, it was dumb. literally so it, like, Oh, dumb Scooby Dumb was his yeah, name. Scooby Dumb. Yeah. Scooby Dumb, Jack. That's nearly as bad. Scooby <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> Stu- I like Stupid Doo. Stupid Doo is nearly as bad. <laughs> Here comes Stupid Doo. Oh, it's our favourite st- one-note character, Stupid Dumb. Owned by Stupid Kane. <laughs> Hello! My favourite colour is 12. Oh, Stupid Kane. Stupid Kane, you can't get hit by a sledgehammer <laughs> out the window and wrestle. Me okay. 
Me, <laughs> Chef Boyardee, <laughs> ravioli and crayon. <laughs> Stupid Kane, what are you doing? I'm talking to the chef that lives on the cylinder. Hello, chef. Stupid Kane, that is a picture of Chef Boyardee, not actual Chef Boyardee. Well, why is he talking back then? Well, that's uh, that. There's some some involvement. The, the medical people we need there, sir. If that is the case. Anyway, wait, 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 why do you want to be CTE? <laughs> why there are yes. fans in the dishwasher, stupid cane? That's the washing machine. No, it's the dish. Oh, no. Don't look in the washing machine. <laughs> oh, washing machine. Crockery falls out. <laughs> oh, stupid cane. We should have expected this, really, oh, with a name like that. But oh, well. Cane. You cunt. <laughs> That's going to be cruel. <laughs> anyway, stupid, stupid, dumb stupid do owned by stupid K. We're going for a walk. <laughs> you just fall out of the window. And it's just a suspiciously clever dog who does all the things for him. Uh, couldn't should be resting. The, the dog's got to be stupid as well. No, that's just too. Have a dumb person, a dumb yeah, dog. Yes, the dog's got to be clever to make no. up for it. No, no, no. This is where. This oh, is, that's just mean. This is the sting in the tail. The dog is stupid. No. The dog is he thinks Kane's a really good owner. He's yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> so he's, he's stupid. He doesn't know any better. He's like, oh, I love, I love owner Kane. I love my owner, stupid Kane. He gave me a lovely brick for breakfast. Oh, goody. Treacle and brick, my favorite. <laughs> what a good owner. I mean, do something about my teeth falling Thank out. Thank you, stupid Kane. Oh, that's just horrible. You're mean, Doc. I better call Dr. Kane, my brother. Oh, no, a stupid doctor to go and stupid person's This is just horrible. It's a perfect storm for dumb. I, I have to say, actually, whilst, whilst we're on this Kane conjon, what could you be segueing this into? You're going to love this, I have right? I no idea right now. So, um, the, the other week, uh, we mentioned about how we would love. Uh, it, it, I would follow back on Twitter the first person that, on no mercy, makes all our weird oh, iterations of yeah. Kane, uh, like like Doctor Kane, French Kane, Belgian Kane. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much on Twitter to um, at Moothing underscore, who I think an hour, maybe an hour after that podcast <laughs> dropped, uh, that lo and behold, on no mercy. All of his, he'd oh. made them all. He'd done them all. He'd what's done their, them all. What's their Twitter? So we can find uh, these. Uh, at Moo underscore. Sorry, at Moo <laughs> Thing underscore. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll retweet it on mine. That's got to be Moo Thing. That's got to be Moo. Well done, Moo Thing. Excellent work. Now get to work on stupid Kate and yeah, uh, and, and stupid <laughs> yeah, Sue. No mercy, make a stupid. <laughs> What'd you say to that stupid dog? Meow meow. That's my stupid <laughs> dog. <laughs> What did you do with that burglar who broke in in the middle of the night, stupid dog? I opened the door for him. Well done, stupid dog. Luckily, the burglar was also stupid. I tried to take the window frame. It was unsuccessful. All right. I covered him in cheddar. He was a cheese burglar. I don't get that. Oh, yeah, we're done. I like that idea. We're going to miss the new episode of Stupid Do. Stupid <laughs> do. God, we need help solve this mystery, gang. Who can we get? <laughs> Boy, I know a dog is dumb as fuck. 
Oh, great, Shaggy. That's a lot of help. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> we should have killed the murderer now with a stupid dog. Who was it? It was it was Muslim. Oh dear, mate. Stupid dog. <laughs> Take off the mask. Wow, what's Mussolini? This stupid dog is happening to me right once. <laughs> what's a Shyamalan? We better what, keep him. What a Shyamalan like twist. Stupid dog is Mussolini. <laughs> what are you what doing? Are you doing? <laughs> Mussolini, Kane. Don't make Mussolini. No, God. No. John, no, no. <laughs> I would have gotten away if it wasn't for the strength of the Allied powers during World War II. <laughs> also, a really stupid dog. But it was mostly the dog. Oh, fuck. Thanks, stupid dumb. <laughs> stupid dumb, he's got words. Stupid dumb. Save the dog anymore. Stupid dumb. You know a dog isn't exactly intelligent when it has two negative terms for intelligence in name. Stupid do. Ah, stupid and dumb. <laughs> the crime fighters of the sea. sea. Run away, Mussolini. <sighs> what happened? Oh, Ben wants to go to rock. This is a fine match, but looks at like the crowd and me are waiting to see what's going to happen next. Rock lands the people's elbow on Benoit, but it hurt the rock to do it, so it can't pin him because he's in pain because of the sledgehammer by Rikishi from the car. <laughs> the crowd starts getting behind the rock when they realize that he needs their help. He needs them to give him help, but Benoit lands Air Canada, in brackets, there are other airlines available. <laughs> but then Rikishi walks in via the crowd to distract the rock, allow Benoit to land three German suplexes, Einschweig and Drive, so the rock wants to check on the rock. What? So referee wants to check on the rock, you should say, as Rikishi decides to batter the rock and Banzai drop the rock. Benoit holds the referee in the corner, which I thought was amusing. Like, no, no, he's all right, ref. He's all right. <laughs> and the rock for a long time as yeah, well. Like five like, it, it was a long time. The ref, surely in the corner of his eye, would have seen someone the size of Rikishi, like doing what he was doing. But it was, it was quite funny. Yeah, in the corner yeah. doing his thing. And I thought it was amusing. The rock bleeds from the mouth after taking the ass. You hate to see it. But this is a very well put together match here and a good setup. And the show goes off the air with Rikishi taunting a bleeding rock. The rock was doing a magnificent job of selling here. Yeah. Something that we don't always get to see because the rock was looking to do it against some amazing opponents as Val Venus, Al Snow, the British Bulldog. Speaking of stupid dumb. Um, <laughs> and the thing against Benoit some respects and has had some not quite clean victories over it was really good to see and the crowd was like oh he's getting the poo kicked out of him quick guys guys Rocky Rocky that was good to see that's good times that's what you want from your big face yeah exactly he was giving and it was a fun match and I enjoyed the energy in it as well and I just like the rocks the rocks character at the moment has been an emotional roller coaster, and I've enjoyed every part of it Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll snap back to what we normally do in a bit, but for now, I've enjoyed it. Absolutely. And then that is the show. Mm. The Rock going off the air in pain. Yeah. Selling. And Rikishi with the ass. If you want to see Rock get his revenge, buy the pay-per-view. Yep. Selling the pay-per-view. Nice and simple yes. there. But what did you think, Jack? Uh, yeah, I thought it was, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was weird seeing Rock just 
get battered. <laughs> um, like every flurry of a comeback just ended up with Benoit getting back in control. Uh, did they ring the bell at the end? Because no. the show, Rikishi attacked him and the ref supposedly didn't see it. And then Rikishi's music started playing. So I was sat there like, as he won by DQ. I don't think the bell actually rung. Um, hmm. I didn't know whether that was just me. I'm or, glad you said that. because I'm now thinking I don't think the bell rung. Rikishi attacked him. He did the drop on him. And then it, I don't know if it was just a no contest or what. Um but no, how the referee did not notice what was going on, I don't know. Um, That's because yeah, the referee. Yeah, I thought it was good. Was this guy <laughs> Scooby Doo? <laughs> Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo. Chris Benoit was in the corner going, "Look a penny." Everybody's like, "Where?" <laughs> we flashed up a picture of Stupid Doo on the camera, so you can oh, watch right, it on yeah. the Patreon. Are you pleased? Only on Patreon. <laughs> Only on Patreon can you see a picture on Matthew's cracked mobile phone of stupid <laughs> dude. Yeah, I could have got a good phone for this. Oh, Give us good... your fucking money! <laughs> a, good, a good phone to show a JPEG of Scooby Dumb. Don't Google it for free. Get on the Patreon and yes! watch Matthew show it Listen to Linda Jack's wise <laughs> words. <laughs> Give us your fucking money. <laughs> that was... Kicking and screaming all the way. Oh. And sort of smackdown. Wowzers. Two power cuts. Uh, <laughs> lots of issues with the PC. Poor Jack being patient and having to get, get knee deep in Power Rangers lore. Bless you, Jack. <laughs> and Barbera things. And all the other things. Jack, this is the bit of the show. We have a little recap. And not sure if it worked for you because you wouldn't have seen it before. But Tom... What was something you remembered from this right. episode of SmackDown? From the first time around remembering it, um, I I very distinctly remember the the Eddie Guerrero Austin bit with Eddie goading Austin, and then Eddie's face when he realised that it, that his setup all along had been ruined. I loved that. It was nice seeing that again. Eddie was perfect for that role. No one else could have done that quite like Eddie. What about you, sir? Likewise. And thinking about this, do you think they had Austin as a chef? who Fs and blinds and beats up people to F you to Chef Boyardee for pulling Ooh. out. Oh, long-term booking there. They are That's really right. going in on it. I opened a can of kick-ass and ravioli. Mmm. Like I'd, Mama used to make. I hadn't thought about that. I like the fact that they had to have... Austin couldn't have just broken there and raised hell. He had to <laughs> eyes himself like Mission Impossible. <laughs> Wait. Who, which chef's coming in? Describe him. He's bald. All right, Lemon. <laughs> That's why he had the hat. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. he had the hat on. That's the, the thing. The goatee. That, no one noticed that. It was. Yeah. He had the hat that covered the bald head, so he was all right. Yeah. So was the chef what you remembered? Yeah. All right, what did you forget? I forgot how over Molly Holly was straight away. Good chat. It was like when Trish came out and people like, oof. You know, it was just, here's Molly Holly. She kicked ass last week. Now she's over. Ta-da. I forgot how insanely good um, the, uh, the the Rock's persona was at this point. Oh, Serious like, Rock. Like that, the serious, I forgot how much I liked Serious Rock during this. It was nice to see Serious Rock doing his thing. Uh, Jack, um, we, I don't know whether the remember forget thing is appropriate to you, but is there a highlight from this episode yeah, for yourself? Not. Oh, obviously, I was one, so I don't remember a great deal, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> but um, I think the, it's obviously weird when you watch these things back, knowing what these people go on to do and stuff. So seeing, like, 
like I said earlier, Trish presented as this new person that we don't really know anything about. And like, what's she going to be like in the ring, knowing what she goes on to do, seeing um, Road Dog and K-Quick doing their shtick for the first time, the crowd not really joined in with the rapper and just kind of sat there. And then knowing that like, for me at least, it's one of my favourite things that they did. <laughs> I love it. I think it's really fun. Um, but yeah, like you said with Rock, just his character development here and stuff, it's just so, I think it was needed because um, it, it wasn't, it was never getting stale. It's the rock, but I don't know, just this extra depth to it. I'm not saying that I would ever buy that Rikishi was going to come out on top overall. And like the rock was just going to go down the card for Rikishi. But if I was watching at the time, I'd maybe buy that. It's not going to go very well for him, but yeah, I really good episode. I really enjoyed it. Nice. Nice. And we've really enjoyed you being with us for it, matey. If you oh, had a lovely time probably. on the, on the cult Dalek classics, my I've had a very good time. But what can people do, Tom, to do what I've done? That's the question. Oh, good at He's good at Can we have him back? He's good he is. Good he is. I like him. So, um, as 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 Jack has very kindly uh, led us in. I hope you were planning on plugging it, because if not, I've set you up for a bit. <laughs> I, was, I was definitely <laughs> going to plug it. I was definitely going to plug it, but you segued it perfectly. Uh, so Jack is here because Jack is one of our Patreons uh, on patreon.com forward slash coldaholic. Uh, if you would like to be a part, more a part of what we do here, uh, there's multiple tiers that offer you multiple different things, and they range from uh, from gift packs from us, uh, you can you can vote in the Hall of Fame on the Cold Holic Wrestling Podcast. Uh, you can choose stream uh, uh, wrestling shows for us to watch and get drunk to. That's on there as well. Uh, also, uh, for those uh, higher up and feeling a little bit more flush, uh, you can be uh, a part of an episode of Desert Island Graphs uh, with myself, or a part of Straight to Hell with Ross on wrestling. Uh, I don't know why I gave his Twitter handle there. I just thought yeah. I would. Um, but then you can also be a part of the classic Raw or classic SmackDown review, which is what Jack has done here today uh, if you're a part of our tier and and also as a as a patreon you can watch these as well because again a lot of people have said they want to watch us do this podcast oh that's nice so I, it's just our mouths moving and like me crippled over going red face sometimes yeah. and then you get to see the, you get to see the wires like me going around there and pressing some Wait, buttons like just a, a thought though it's, it's nice that people want to do the raw yeah. one but what's happening on raw what year are you up to we're 1995 <laughs> people aren't as keen yeah i was gonna say yeah, what, what, what <laughs> the pickup on that is slow um, <laughs> and that's not to do with justin it's yeah. still so we, we are uh, the one we're doing uh the on um, tuesday you will hear our watch along of SummerSlam 1995 oh oh that's, that's a good show with with, scott, with, with, oh. with wrestling journalist scott key joining us for that one no really yeah nice little get a little bit of scott keith action yeah it's very nice very nice very nice uh so that'll be on month on tuesday on the cold holly okay we've got one good pay-per-view and then and then it's all and then weird. 96 will kick in and it's like oh, wait come back uh, Jack, uh, as we're hey, signing hey. off from this, is there anything you'd like to say, plug, shout about, say hello to whilst Ooh. you're on the show today? Oh, yeah. The floor is yours, sir. The floor is mine. I don't really know, to be honest. Just say thanks very much for having me. Um, I've not got anything to plug because I don't do anything. Uh, but <laughs> just thanks so much for having me. Um, it's very cool. It's like, you know, something I follow, I listen with every week and I watch along with you. So I take part and it's really cool. Um, yeah, just thanks so much. Mate, we've loved you being here and then bless you for putting up with our late start and the, the technical issues out of you. And there, there has to be there has to be one first canary down the mine. And uh, <laughs> and, and Jack, we are we are honored and privileged that you are our very first canary down the mine. I oh, just thank you very much. I've had a great time, honestly. I've loved it. 
Oh, bless you, mate. And uh, Math, what you got coming up this week? Well, next week, rather. Blood Sod all. Well, you're doing the, you're in the stream tonight as this yeah, is going out. You're doing the stream out, tonight. Doing more Sonic Adventure. Saturday night Matthew event. More That's Sonic right. Adventure. All around wow. the speed of sound. Then I've been doing Bliss more... to go. I'm, I'm home. I'm home this weekend. I said Alex is away, so I might end up just watching and just... Oh, bless you. Sat in just be pants. I might ring you. Yeah, I'll be sat in Well, pants. if you're not doing anything, I'll see if you want to do some two-player. We'll figure that out afterwards. You know, see about that. I might but... just watch. <laughs> I just want to watch, mate. Watch. It's fine, mate. I, I can see this going in a looking. <laughs> watch you, mate. Poor Pablo. Yeah, just, be, Pablo <laughs> just, just be watching you, watching him. Live stream of Pablo. That'll be fine. That's right. Uh, right. Are, are Hello, you doing are you... Pablo? <laughs> Hello. I'm like Kane. I read on Pablo. He's uh, T side boys, Pablo. We, we, we got him from T side. Oh, He's a T side. Yeah, T side Kane. I read on Pablo. Um, that's South Shields, what we're talking about. Um, you're, are you reading from a wrestler's book on Sunday? Oh, yes, I am. Who, is it Hulk Hogan still? It's still Hulk Hogan. Yes. The bit we've just covered. I'll cover this briefly. Yeah, go for it. Hulkster in Heaven. Did he die? The song he did. All oh, right. For his 95 album, Hulk Rules. Oh, yes. Like you said, him and Jimmy Hart together and got really high and uh, wrote all the lyrics and did in one night. He describes that Hulkster in Heaven, one of the songs in the album, is dedicated to the memory of... Uh, a fan he met backstage as part of a Make-A-Wish thing at Wembley Stadium, 1992. And Hogan says, he says, oh, I'll see you after the match, kid. And after he had his match, he went backstage and the kid had died. Because like, that's how it works. <laughs> make a wish. You just put them out and go, that's ah, a bit risky. Yeah, but Hogan's there, I guess. Um, and it's amazingly brutal story that absolutely didn't happen. No, that's not how no, it works. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes left to live. Yeah, to push him out. That's not what they do. And also, Hogan wasn't at Wembley Stadium in 92. Oh, lying orange bastard. Oh, that's so true. So <laughs> Wembley wasn't at about a kid who died. Grim. Hogan! <laughs> that is... What a bastard. Dog. And on that happy note... <laughs> Chew it in for that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my bombshell! Uh, you, what's your Twitter handle, Jack? Oh, yeah. uh, I'm boring. I don't have Twitter. <laughs> uh, I think it's it's too depressing. You're right. <laughs> he is clever enough to not have Twitter. He's at <laughs> Matthew Greg on Twitter. I'm That's at Tom right. Campbell on Twitter. <laughs> Together, we're at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Stupid do. Stupid do. Stupid do. There we go. God. <laughs> Fucking dumb looking fucking mutt. Tell you bye. Piece of shit. <laughs>
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.